Welcome to the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stack in here alongside my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Grins. Travis, happy draft week to you. I suppose uh, this is probably the least excited I've been for a draft ever. I don't know how you feel. This is just, I don't know. Really? It's like the last time we really talked about the draft. Well, it's days from now, but... I don't know. I, I don't really care about anything or anybody here. I feel that this year's draft is probably more wide open and unpredictable than, uh, like, in years previous. I feel like we say that every year. That, oh, like, we don't really know what's going on and it's going to be full of surprises. But this year, I feel like there are so many players who are capable of being first-round picks. I'd say anywhere, Grins, between 40 to 40, uh, roughly 40 names mm-hmm could be called in the first round. Uh, that's how much I think um, just disparity or like just just how close this group is and you know what teams needs are and everything. so I think it's very good. Um, before we get to that though let's let's cut to um, we got the NHL playoffs wrapping up the first round. Uh, the game seven's going on. Boston and Toronto. Boston's up. We got Sharks. Vegas. Game seven. We got game seven. Hurricanes. Capitals. So that's good. Uh, the NBA. We've already seen a couple of sweeps. Uh, the 76ers are taking care of the Nets right now. Um, not much there, uh, except I hate Russell Westbrook. With um, I do. I think he's. But we can talk about him more next week. Anything from the playoffs standing out to you thus far in either sport? No. Baseball. Okay. Twins have the second best record. Tampa has the best record. Twins are playing great, so well, that's, play what, that's what I was going to lead into next would be the baseball. The Twins are playing extraordinarily well. Uh, last week against Toronto, in Minnesota aside... Uh, they've looked good. Tampa Bay got swept by Boston at home over the weekend. Is Boston back? I'm going to say no. Uh, it was just one of those things. I want to say, say Boston is bad. Boston is bad or Boston is back? No, they're bad. Yes. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, the Rays look good, but the Twins, very good so far. Uh, taking down Houston in the in the in their series opener down in Houston. Uh, got up to what a three three nothing lead in game in the second game. So big stuff all the way around for them. So yeah, the offense is good. Rosario's got ten home runs. Bucks lead the uh, league in doubles. Pitchers have been good enough. Yeah, the offense offense has been very good. So I, I'm telling you right now, this is the uh, this is I think a, 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 they're going to win the division. And yeah, I would, I would think so. Uh, you and I had both said that here before, so that that's uh, good. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Viking schedule came out last week. I got four games okay. right, two team. Yeah, er, so um, anything stand out from the schedule? A lot of primetime games, so a lot of chances for Kirk Cousins to fail in the national spotlight. That's fantastic. I can give you the schedule for next year already if you would like. Well, I, I know I know the schedule for next year. I can give you the schedule for 2022 if you would like as well. 
Hey, it's uh, it's with now we know the times though. We know the prime time oh. games. We know how they're any and the fact that the Vikings get to end with two games at home. I like they just better be meaningful home games at that point. So they don't have any cold weather games, so that's good. Seattle would be the coldest. Yeah, that'll be fine. Like 15 years ago when I didn't know the team's schedule was nice, but now we know what the teams are. So I do not, yeah. Yes. Um, Was there anything else baseball-related we needed to get into? First game, we finally got some hits. I'm going like goal for 52. He's he's got like, he's been doing pretty good. Tampa Bay, I know that's left, but uh, I think they're still fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Yelich, Christian Yelich, I think he had, what did he have? Eight home runs last week or some stupid number. Oh, he's really good. Oh, is that Yelich, the best Yelich. fantasy baseball trade you've ever pulled off, getting Christian Yelich? Through like two weeks, it was very good, yeah. He single-handedly helped my team to whatever we did last week. So he had like 16 RBIs. So I, I feel like it was, if he was like... Like Harper or Trout or somebody, they'd be like talking, Jesus Christ, this guy may hit 60 home runs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, is anybody talking about Christian Yelich? Who's, He's off to an unbelievable start. He's who, been at the most home runs ever before May. Who's the better player in Milwaukee right now, the Greek Freak or Christian Yelich? Oof, that's tough. That's a good question. That's tough. Right now, it's Christian Yelich. All right. Uh, Bellinger's off to the best start with the Dodgers. Yelich, very good starts. I was thinking about uh, about Giannis. Like, see, I think they're going to the finals. Yep. Hope they do. I, I, I think they could beat Golden State too. I would and agree with that, that, especially with Boogie out if, now. If they do that, like he'd be twenty four years old. Bird was twenty four, and he was the main guy with the Celtics. Uh, Cream was like twenty three with Milwaukee like in the early 70s when they won. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare for somebody this early on to be the number one guy, the clear-cut number one guy, to be a top five player and to win, in a, to win a championship this early. So if he does that, I think that'd be uh, by the way, ratings for both the NBA and NHL playoffs down playoffs are down significantly. NBA is 20, down 26%, NHL down 16%. I can't imagine that the 26% is all because of LeBron James, right? That just can't happen. I would imagine that's a good portion of it, I would guess. Yeah, no no Lakers, no LeBron. But the Lakers okay. haven't been in the playoffs for the last few years, so that hasn't that, that shouldn't factor in. So is the twenty six percent all LeBron James or do people realize that the first round of the playoffs just don't matter or that the Warriors are going to make it to the NBA finals again? I don't I don't know. I think we got some very compelling matchups in the East and you will, you're gonna get Rockets and Warriors in the West. Uh yeah. no one will give two shits about Trailblazers Nuggets or Trailblazers Spurs. That oh. just doesn't well, I mean, come on. It, it just the, the Nuggets haven't been playing very well in the series thus far. Um I just I don't see Denver Portland being a huge draw to to very many people, but the East and certainly Golden State Houston is very intriguing. Uh, yeah, the, you know the fourth best series of the fourth second round series, but right. Oh, Portland, Portland's pretty good. Yes, yes, they are. I just don't know if they have the the necessary drawing power. At least not not in the second round. Oh, Denver guys being winged. All these games are on NBA TV. I saw a little Saturday, and they were impressive. 
Well, maybe put these games on on a station I get. That'd be nice. TBS? No, I don't put them on there either. Bad, bad. Take off NFL Network. Give me something else. I will watch. Oh, yeah. Hope, hope Denver that seems to be like the most competitive series. Hope, hope Denver can pull it out. And uh, Oklahoma City is just not good enough. Right. Um, well, I, I'll save my thoughts for Russell Westbrook until next week. Um, also, also, we, we should mention from last week, Mason Miller got drafted. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, just, just uh, the, the fuck up of fuck ups again, <laughs> again. So bad. I saw my fuck tweet. I saw my fuck tweet. I saw my tweet made the Argus Leader's website. So that's nice. And uh, that uh, Macy Morris, her mother. Uh, Macy Morris, the the gal from Kentucky, her mother tweeted uh, or replied to my tweet because I said it was a it was a bunch of bull, and it is, it absolutely is. I feel very bad for her. I'm very happy that Macy Miller got drafted, but I mean, it, I think some of the excitement of her getting drafted has been washed away by the fact that the WNBA didn't. They just couldn't understand. It's just. <laughs> It defies logic, Krenz. It defies logic. What what is going on here when it comes to drafting a player from South Dakota State or just anyone, anything regarding South Dakota State? It baffles me. It baffles me. It was odd because the the Seattle Storm they tweeted it out and then they deleted the tweet, and that's when I thought, oh shit, they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know why they deleted their own tweet. Why would you delete a tweet? I mean. I don't know what, what their process is, but they didn't even call her to let her know. Yeah, it's weird. Like, all these other drafts, you're getting a call from somebody saying, hey, we're drafting you. That's how it works. Baseball, whatever. They got 60 rounds in baseball. You'll get a phone call saying, hey, Bill, you're getting drafted by the Brewers today, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what a bullshit operation the WNBA is. Yeah. You're right. It's not good. It's not good at all. And uh, it's something we didn't talk about uh, a few weeks ago. Brianna Stewart, she got hurt. Yes, uh, uh, by torn Achilles. I mean, I, you know, Mason Miller may not even make the team, so let's not, you know, go people right. going a little bit nuts. You know, there, there's two spots on, I guess, with Stewart out, and they have three draft picks. So let's, you know, let's hope she makes the team first. Megan Bogle, I don't think made Washington, so let's, no. I think calm down there. I think she got drafted. I think. We'll don't we think Macy Miller though? And no disrespect to. Megan Vogel, but Macy Miller's better than Megan Vogel was, right? I don't know. That's, that's, that's tough. Well, hopefully Macy Miller makes the team, and hopefully she's just the first of many Jackrabbits that are going to get drafted here in the upcoming months. We got Jordan Brown, cornerback from the football team. He's going to get drafted here in this uh, week's NFL draft. Taron Christian, his draft stock is rising if you can believe the reports out there uh, and the rumors, so there's a good chance he gets drafted. If not, he will for sure be making it to a camp. And if I had to venture a guess, I would say he's going to end up in either Arizona, Baltimore, or Minnesota. Those are the three teams to, that I'm going to keep an eye out on uh, for, for Taryn Christian. Also, the, the Brianna Stewart thing, she came out there a few weeks ago like during the Final Four saying the women should have equal coverage and all of this of the men and whatever bullshit she was talking about. Like, equal coverage, like, fair coverage doesn't mean equal coverage. There's no reason why the women's game should be covered 
the same as the Met because there's not enough interest there. People don't care about it enough. They don't generate enough money. They I generated wish, money, yes. I wish people like, would care a little bit more about it because but, but there it's are... it's not as good as the Met. It's, it just isn't as good as the Men. They're slower. They can't jump. They can't shoot. It's just not as good as the Men. These are not like hot takes. These are just... It's just the way it is. People don't like women's sports, women's athletics... Because you compare it to the men, it's like, why do I watch the women when the men are so much better? And we, I mean, that's, that's the reason why, and that's just the way it is. And we are very spoiled here at you know or at SDSU yeah. that we have such a great women's basketball team. Uh, just like UConn is spoiled that the um, that their women's team is so dominant. Um, but it, it's just two different sports, and I, I wish that it would be more popular. I wish they would be able to fill more than just an and uh, like a hockey or NBA arena up but look at the look at the fact that you have to play games on campus sites in the first and second round and you still can't fill up the building like like Syracuse Syracuse couldn't even get more than 11,000 for their game against South Dakota State they can get 3,000 people yeah so it I in a perfect or ideal world yes that would be great but Unfortunately, the the reality is, right now there's just I mean the March Madness on the, the the men's tournament just dominates far greater than than the women's tournament does, and you could look at that from attendance to as you said the money making and and everything like that. So like I, I don't know what she wanted. Like she I don't know like it just isn't the same. There's an interest. So why would you cover something that people don't care about as much? Right. I don't. I don't get. I mean, she. You can't ignore the facts of how many people care. I mean, what three million? Maybe I don't know. Was it three million? Five million watched the championship game. Whatever it was. It's like, there's no reason to cover something that does not get that people are not interested in. Yeah. I, I don't know. And people, are, oh yeah, you got to cover the women's tournament and this and that. I'm like, no, it's fine. Well, I People think that, watch, I mean, I think cares about women's basketball or women's sports. I think ESPN's coverage could be far better. Uh, you could have multiple channels devoted to the tournament. Uh, you could maybe you could maybe have the SDSU game on because my aunt was trying to watch the SDSU Syracuse game and the game wasn't on ESPN two in Pierre, South Dakota. It wasn't on in Fargo. Like so. I mean, no one cares about Notre Dame. No one, no one cares in North Dakota or South Dakota about Notre Dame. They ESPN's got to have better TV coverage of the of the tournament. Yeah, devote a couple of channels to it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, I just don't think there's that demand. I mean, they sure they've got enough channels. They could do the same as the men, but there just isn't enough demand for three or four channels of women's basketball. I mean, they would put on anything else right. and they would get higher ratings. Yeah. They could put on a sports center replay on Saturday morning would get better ratings or equal ratings to whatever women's game. So again, the demand isn't there. It just isn't. Right. There we go. Yep. Um, so, with that, let's turn our attention to the NFL draft, as I mentioned, uh, Jordan Brown, Taron Christian, hopefully will get drafted. Oh, and in the NBA draft, hopefully Mike Dom will get drafted as well. Um, Jordan Brown, I'm going to say, is going to be about a fourth-round pick. Taron Christian, anywhere from sixth to undrafted, but uh, we will see. Uh, with the first overall pick, now, 
We don't factor in trades, though I did factor in one trade. This is the first time ever that I have factored in a trade, and I... It's all it's regarding the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke. I think Locke is going to be a Bronco. It's just a matter of do they draft him at 10 or do they trade back up with Seattle? Because Seattle loves uh, to trade in the draft. They wanted more picks. By the way, they sent uh, Frank Clark, defensive end, to Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, becoming the Bengals of the Midwest. Uh, getting a lot of troublemakers there. A lot of guys with domestic violence issues. Uh, they've already ousted Kareem Hunt. Tyreek Hill very may well soon be on his way. Now you got Frank Clark. Uh, it's Chiefs are looking like a bad boy organization here, don't you think? The difference is they get rid of the guy, so that's good. Well, they got rid of one guy. They still have the other guy, and they still drafted him be, even with the domestic violence issue. So We'll see what happens with these guys. Yeah. So, Seattle now has two picks. So, anyway, I did factor in one trade there. But first pick overall, I don't know if you saw this on Tuesday, but Antonio Bryant was saying something about, oh, you know, I I have good sources, and they say it's either going to be Nick Bosa or um, uh, Quinnen Williams or Keenan Williams from uh, Alabama. Uh, Everyone seems to be saying it's Kyler Murray. Oklahoma. Who is Antonio Bryant with? Is he, I assume he's retired? I don't know. I don't know where who he's with. I don't know who his source is. But uh, this seems to be kind of phony baloney stuff here. I mean, yes, Josh Rosen is still on the team, but it would be a monumental upset if Arizona does not take Kyler Murray with the first pick overall on Thursday night. Yeah, we both, everybody's going to have him go number one, and he should. I think he's the best quarterback, just like Baker Mayfield. He was the best guy last year. He proved that. He was the best. Browns, people like the Browns. I think Kyler Murray's pretty good. I wish we went to put the baseball, but if you're going to be number one pick, hard to argue that. Like people are saying, oh, you can't trade Josh Rosen, and if you got to trade him, you got to get a first-round pick, and you're not going to get value for him. Like, well, this guy might suck. He was terrible last year. And if he plays another year, if he plays another year like he did last year, or, or not very good. Like, he doesn't have any value. So I would trade him as soon as possible in case he's terrible You can get something for a guy who may not be very good. So I'm glad they're doing this. They got a new coach. I like the coach. So maybe I'll get on the Cardinals a little bit. I like what he does. Yeah, pick, uh, pick the best quarterback in the draft because you need one. The guy you picked last year was... Very terrible. Well, because he had a terrible offensive line, Chris. I mean, as bad as the Vikings' offensive line was, the Cardinals was worse. Even the Texans' offensive line was – I mean, you could take your pick, Vikings, Cardinals, or Texans. I think I would lean towards the Texans and the Cardinals above the Vikings, um, to be honest. But I think if if there's any – if the Cardinals have any other coach but Cliff Kingsbury, they take Nick Bosa. But because Cliff Kingsbury loves that spread offense, because he loves the quarterbacks, I mean, he he had Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes under his tutelage for a while. They were both in the same quarterback room there at Texas Tech. Because of that, you take the guy who has that flair, and that would be, and the guy that the quarterback that fits you fits best with his scheme, and that is going to be Kyler Murray. So we both have Kyler Murray going. Number one to Oklahoma. Uh, 
I feel like a lot of our draft is going to be somewhat the same, at least in the top four or five. Because number two, San Francisco 49ers, despite the pro-Trump tweets, uh, you know, he's doing his best to kind of clean that up ahead of time. But uh, we're both going to have Nick Bosa, defensive end from Ohio State to San Francisco. Yep, he'll be uh, the number two pick. Uh, the the Jets at three. I initially had them taking Josh Allen, the defensive end, outside linebacker from Kentucky, good pass rusher. But there seems to be a lot of steam lately that that the Jets, if they can't trade out, really love Ed Oliver. And can you imagine that defensive tackle tandem? What you got? Uh, uh, was it Leonard Williamson in there? Is that for the Jets? Maybe. Uh, I'm sure I, I screwed up that name. But anyway, the Jets, a terrific defensive tackle tandem if they were to draft Ed Oliver. They seem to really love him, so I'm going to make a switch here. I'm going to go Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston. I guess they say they like Ed Oliver, so that's why everybody's going to switch to Ed Oliver now. Um, again, with this draft, um, no, nobody knows what's going to happen. Right. Absolutely. Nobody knows it's going to be good. Nobody knows what's going to happen. These guys spend their their years and their lives looking at these players. They don't have any idea who is going to be good. So uh, if it's a flawed system or it's getting better, I don't know. But they have no idea. I'll say they have no idea what they're doing, but they, it's, it's a complete guess. The, you know, the Mel Kiper mock drafts, we never go back and see how many they have rights. Uh, we never go back and see... Who they thought was going to be good or not rarely mm-hmm. does that happen well look it's people spend months and months and months on this and I don't know you know they like three of them right like what the fuck are we doing right. three right and wouldn't it be amazing if the draft was say at the end of February versus at the end of April and the difference that the, those two months do because there's really nothing that should be changing. I mean, the, the tape doesn't change. It's just a matter of pro days and whatnot. But it, just think of the uh, how different it would be if we went end of February or beginning of March versus you know the end of April and how these mock drafts would change because you have the number one overall player on almost everyone else, everyone's board and that's uh, this Queen and Williams uh, the defensive tackle from Alabama and yet how he wouldn't go number one overall is beyond me if everyone thinks that he's the number one overall player uh I mean he's sitting there at four to Oakland and I have to th- Oakland's gonna take him Oakland's gonna take uh Quinn and Williams uh defensive tackle from Alabama I don't know who's Oakland going to take. I'm, you know, top two, three can take a pretty good guess. No. Here, here's here's what I find fascinating. That there was, a, there was a similar situation here a while ago where, and same with Oakland, they, all the people are reporting on, you know, who's taking who. Mm-hmm. And they're reporting now that they don't know who Oakland's taking, but it's going to be a surprise. Like, Okay, oh. you know that they're not so okay. You know they're not taking maybe this guy from Alabama who you would expect. So it's going to be a surprise. Who's a surprise? They're going to get quarterback. Who are they going to take? Who would be a surprise? So it's just odd. We don't know who they're taking, but we know it's going to be a surprise. Whoever they're going to take. What? Going to that Ma- maybe it's Sebastian Janikowski uh, two point oh. <laughs> I doubt that would be a surprise. 
Uh, you have Josh Allen, I think. Yep, Josh Allen, defensive end from Kentucky. Um, well, I look at all these block drafts, you know, especially with the top ten guys, and they had the little comments on all the top ten guys. It's like, boy, oh, you know, this guy is great. No, I can't pass on this guy, and this guy's the best guy since this guy, and this is the best guy at his position in this draft. You would swear to God, all, all of these top ten guys would be goddamn Hall of Famers and Pro Bowlers, and as we've seen, maybe half of them might be. Maybe five of these guys in the top ten, whoever they are, will have good careers. Mm-hmm. At all, and there's going to be half of them that are going to be complete dog shit. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. It's funny to me watching, looking, looking at these comments and say, This one guy says, I'm not pass on Quinn and Williams. He just makes too much sense. You could argue he's the best player in the draft. This Devin White, linebacker for LSU, he's got the highest ceiling of anybody. This guy's a stud. He's a starter. He's an impactful player. Bop, bop, bop. You know, Ed Oliver, he's the best thing since Aaron Donald. And this guy's the best thing since this guy. Like, Jesus Christ. If this is it, this will be the greatest draft of all time. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, let's just, uh, you know, half of these guys are going to be awful and cut by, you know, four or five years from now. Half of these guys won't get a second contract. Right. Uh, number yeah. five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They seem to be uh, in, enamored and in love with Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. It uh, looks like that's who we both have them taking. Yeah, we'll take this Devin White guy. Number six, then the Giants. I think this is when the draft... Like, Oakland's going to be very interesting. It really picks one, four, and six are the, in, the, the interesting ones in the top ten, but six especially because the Giants... Are, no team has bungled the offseason more than the New York Giants have, letting Landon Collins go for nothing trading Odell Beckham Jr. away, hitching their wagons to Eli Manning. I mean, it just does not make any sense. They will draft a quarterback, I believe, at some point. At six, though, I don't know if it's going to be the case. And I had Ed Oliver here. I'm switching it. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, the defensive end, outside linebacker from Kentucky. Remember, they uh, Olivier Vernon got traded to Cleveland in the uh, Kevin Zietler trade. I had an offensive tackle here at first, but I am going with uh, Josh Allen falling there uh, and the Giants taking him at six. Who do I have? You have Rashawn Gary, Michigan. And there's apparently questions the with the shoulder. Huh? Uh, there's questions with the shoulder injury that he has. What I've read about him is like he's great, but he didn't do anything in college. He had like nine sacks or seven sacks. Like he's like, yeah, this guy I would hate because he didn't do anything. Like oh, physically, oh, he's great. Well, then fucking do something. Then he can't beat a guy. He can't beat people in college, or you're gonna beat people in the pros. Um. Yeah, Giants are terrible. I mean, next year's quarterback draft appears to be good with the Oregon guy and what you got, uh, the Alabama guy. You got two in there. So, I like Tua, Oregon guy, people like him. uh, We'll see if he's any good. So, next year seems to be better. Uh, Giants seem to be tanking at the moment. So, I don't know if they're tanking. I just don't think they have any sense of direction. I mean, I got Saquon Barkley. That was a good pick. And who he will be forever tied with Sam Darnold. Like, he's very good. Sam Darnold was not great. I think he did better at the end of the year, so he showed a little improvement. They hopefully get somebody better than Sam Darnold in there, but again, like a running back, that's fine. You can get 
Although I would never pick a running back in the first round. I just wouldn't. There's no reason to. Mm-hmm. Even if you hate Peterson or Jacon Bart. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. Well, the guy was undrafted. The guy from James Conner. Like, you put him in. You didn't lose anything from Le'Veon Bell. You put him in. Boom. He was just fine. Oh, I, I don't know. So, they, 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 you picked a good player, I guess. So, I, I am picking Terry. I guess he needs some help on the line. But, Haskins should be the pick here. I mean, he's yeah. exactly the best quarterback, and he's probably better than any guy last year. Like, he should be picked here. Yep. I mean, that would make the most sense. It would. Eli Manning has been bad. Eli Manning's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I think we're pretty sure about that. Yep. He, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, though. He was never, a, was he ever one of the five best quarterbacks in, in football? At any point ever in his career? No, but he was just super clutch in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they scored 17 points in the Super Bowl and they won. Yeah. 14 in the other seven. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he, he's, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. They won two Super Bowls with him, so good for him. But... Well, and Peyton is so much better than than Eli. I mean, they have the oh, same yeah, number of Super Bowl right, victories. Seven, both of those years when they got, I mean, they they barely got in the playoffs. They were not, yeah. You know, so they're, they're pick, pick a defensive end, pick a defensive tackle. Well, do that and then mess it up again. At seven, I think the Jaguars could go a number of different ways. They could go defense, uh, improve that. I think you could go. I could see T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa. This would be the earliest that we see Hawkinson go, and I had him here at first. But uh, it looks like you and I both have the same pick. Uh, give him the best, arguably the best tackle in the in the draft, and that would be Jawan Taylor, offensive lineman from Florida, help protect that big investment in Nick Foles. Uh, we'll pick this Florida guy outside. It might be good. They got our offense coordinator. Is he down there? Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, John DiFilippo. And what a stellar year he had last year. So, yeah, I mean, their quarterback, hopefully their defense. I mean, their defense, they got to get better. What happened to that defense? Well, and that's so, why they could go defense here. So I think that well, the Jaguars have a lot of options for them at seven. Well, yes, yeah, not a, I don't know, very top-heavy offensive line draft. Cornerbacks, not good. Receivers, running backs, not. It seems like a lot of linemen. It seems like a, a lot of defensive linemen here. Yes. So it'll be a run on offensive linemen in the middle or late portions. But, yeah, first offensive lineman here at seven. Eight, we have Detroit. I think that, I mean, Montez Sweat really tore things up at the Combine, but the heart defect that, or the heart issue that he has, uh, I think that's scaring a number of teams away from him. A guy who's on the rise is Brian Burns from Florida State. So I have Brian Burns getting drafted by the Lions. And it looks like you have... Uh, uh, this is where... Wow, I didn't even realize you had uh, Qu- Queen and Williams... Uh, Keenan Williams, the defensive tackle from Alabama, falling this far. Uh, definitely, if the Lions got him next to Snacks Harrison, that would be a very scary tandem. Maybe uh, you know, Tampa Bay picks this guy, or there's somebody else picks this guy before then, since you know, everybody likes this guy to go in the top five. But I have him falling here. Um, yeah, to Detroit. I like it. Uh, yeah, Detroit. Pick, pick another defense. 
Uh, then at nine. Yes, your favorite quarterback, Josh Allen. The other Josh Allen that is in the NFL. Uh, the the Bills need to supply him with some weapons, and you could go offensive line to protect him as well. That's fine. This is where I think T.J. Hawkinson goes, the tight end from Iowa. He can block, but he's the best tight end in this group. He provides a target for Josh Allen to, uh, you know, overthrow the ball 38 yards or 38 feet away from. So, um, why not? I'm going to – the Bills Mafia, Kevin Connor is going to be happy. T.J. Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. The Bills want to get their shitty quarterback some weapons. I uh, would recommend buying him a gun and telling him don't come back. <laughs> Go home. Leave us alone. Go hunting in Wyoming. Go to go to Wyoming or wherever the hell you're from. You're bad at your job. You're not good. I don't know why people thought he would be good. He was. Well, let's give him more than one year. Let's give him more than one year. I'll by all means. I'll give him as long as this stupid ass meets. By all means, he can join Jake Locker and. Blake Bortles, and at least Locker was was smart enough to just get out and say, I, I suck, and just leave leave mm-hmm. the world completely. Um, who was the jackass from Missouri that was picked 10 years ago that's still Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, Blaine Gabbert, like, Somebody yeah. like that. He's made like a 10-year career. Like, how? How? Why would you consider him for any position uh, playing quarterback at any level? He wouldn't be good for the what the AAF. He wouldn't be good for the XFL. And he's a he's still a backup, and he'll play. He plays every year a few games. Like just terrible. That's how bad it is. Anyway, I've got Montez Sweat. Yeah, I've got Buffalo taking Montez Sweat from uh, from Mississippi State. I watched him during the, the the bowl game against Penn State, and he was he was pretty good. So I liked him. I think he's gonna be all right. Long arms, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give this guy to Buffalo. Uh, ten, you got Denver. It seems like it, it, a lock uh, has they, that they're a lock to get Drew Locke, the quarterback uh-huh. from Missouri. But then you start hearing like, oh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe John Elway isn't completely sold on him. I think that they can get Locke later in the draft. So. I'm going to give them a linebacker to help Vic Fangio's defense. I'm going to give them Devin Bush, even though I know that would be a minor upset because I do think Drew Locke is going to be a Bronco at some point. I have him going here at 10, the next quarterback. Like if he doesn't hit, fire John Elway. Yes. Yes. John Elway, the only thing he's ever done is, is get Peyton Manning to Denver. And they sure as hell didn't win a Super Bowl because of Peyton Manning. They won because of their defense. And uh, what's his ducks? Yep. Von, Von Miller. So yeah, take your quarterback, take your tall quarterback, and, and be terrible still, Denver. I like it when Denver's bad. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Dan Beck doesn't, but we, we, but we like it. Tough shit. He's won two, three Super Bowls. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Um, okay. Here, here it is. Uh, it's a new day in Cincinnati. And if this guy falls to them, they should take it. Yes, you probably need some help on the defensive side of the football, the linebacker position, maybe in the secondary. But by all means, 
Andy Dalton is not the long-term answer for the Bengals. Take the kid from Ohio State. Take Dwayne Haskins. Take Dwayne Haskins. You and I both have the Bengals taking him. Uh, it, Zach Taylor's the new head coach. This isn't Marvin Lewis's Bengals. Come on, Bengals. Show us that you, you're competent and know what you're doing in this draft. Yeah, pick this guy if he's available. If not, maybe not. Like, you've gotten more than enough for Manny Dalton. He took one in the second round a long time ago. He is probably more than exceeded expectations for what, for what he's done. He's done well. He's yep. had, what, some 10-11 win seasons. They've never won a playoff game. I mean, they should have by now, but they haven't. So, I like Haskins. I think he'll be fine. I think I like Kyler Murray. I think he'll be like Baker Mayfield, very good. And really the only other quarterback that I like would be Will Greer, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Locke, I don't like, uh, but I don't hate him. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Duke quarterback. That's a guy that I, that he's he's our guy. He's our guy this draft stack. And there's one guy every draft. It was Josh Allen last year. Uh, you know, all the guys we can go through this list. Yep. Um, guy from Duke. He's our guy this year. Daniel Daniel Jones, huh? You don't like Daniel Jones? Dave Jones. We're talking. We're calling him Dave Jones. Dave Jones. If you know how much I respect you, I will not call. I will switch your name. That's how much I will not respect this guy. We got Blake Bottles. We got Wyoming. And uh, well, we we got got Frank. We got Frank Trubisky. Don't forget about Frank. Can't forget about Frank lighting it up hundred yards at a time. Frank Trubisky and uh, Dave Jones coming up here, so we'll get we'll get the old Davy Boy on this. Uh, the the Packers at twelve. I really hope that T.J. Hawkinson isn't there. They might draft Noah Fant here. Actually, that's who I have them going with. Uh, I, in fact, we both have them going tight end. You have them taking T.J. Hawkinson. I have them taking Noah Fant. They seem to be infatuated with these Iowa tight ends. All of these Iowa guys, where do we get these tight ends at? Jesus Christ. I know. So I'm taking the other guy, Hawkinson, here. Yep. Uh, at 12. I love drafting for Green Bay because I feel like I draft well for Green Bay. I feel like... Uh, you probably draft better for them than they actually draft. Like, they, they've had some good drafts, but I like Bam, you know. You pick this guy, and like, oh, no, and I don't pick this guy because this guy is going to be really good for, for Green Bay. So I got them picking this guy here. I'm really excited about the guy I've got picking... Uh, here late in the draft for Green Bay. The guy I got him picking later on, I really like this guy. I do, too. At the end, if we're going to say, what guys do we like? I'm liking the guy I'm picking late for Green Bay. If, if, the, if the guy that you have them picking at 30, if he had decided to come back right. along with his teammate, I think they would be they would rival Texas in the Big 12. Um for uh, you know, for the title, I, I am that high on those guys, so I, I agree with you there. Uh, Miami then at thirteen, um, I have them going. Christian, this is a team. If we're talking about the Giants tanking, the Dolphins are flat out tanking. They don't say they are, but they are uh, void of talent across the board. Um, no quarterback here, though. Give uh, I'm giving them Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from Clemson. I'm giving him Andre Diller to tell offensive tackle from Washington State. Charlie, who's Charlie got him picking? Charlie got him picking Greedy Williams. Like the Dolphins are like, you know, they could use everything every year. Yep. Their defense is usually okay. 
They just need everything every year. They finally moved on from Tannehill. Who's their quarterback? There? Fitzgerald's their quarterback. Uh, and Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. That's it. And to, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but they might be. They might start four and zero and finish like five five. Who knows? But uh, Fitzpatrick does pretty good. Usually at the beginning and kind of peters out at the end. So I hear a team that could use a quarterback. So if any one of these dudes falls, maybe they can take the guy. I think you have the Giants. Miami, like all these teams are waiting for next year. At 14, then, we have the Atlanta Falcons, and they really want Christian Wilkins uh, from Clemson. They do. I don't. uh, Unfortunately, they're going to be crying because Miami takes them, uh, snipes them ahead of time. So, with that being said, I will have them taking Rashawn Gary from Michigan. He's he's fallen a bit, and uh, they will end that slide. I have the... The Falcons taking Rashawn Gary. Oh, yeah, I'm taking uh, Wilkins. It's one of those. Every year, there's a couple spots late in the draft. It seems like everybody's got one player picked for one team. I'll kind of with this year. So, Wilkins to Clemson to Atlanta. By the way, the Dolphins' first four games uh, ho- home to yeah. Baltimore. Home to the Patriots, so because the Patriots don't play there in December, they're going to win that game. At Dallas, and then home to the Chargers. Good luck. Maybe, maybe go two and two. That's maybe maybe at two and two at best. Two and two at best. Um. Anyway, we go back here now. So at fifteen, the the Washington Racists are on the board, and. I think they could go quarterback because Colt McCoy's uh, dealing with another surgery. Of course, Alex Smith won't play this year, even though they haven't come out and said it. So everything, they're they're hoping that Case Keenum is the answer. They will draft a quarterback, I believe, at some point. And I could see them going... Daniel Jones here. They this is the lowest. This is the furthest that Dwayne Haskins will fall if he if he falls this far. I don't think he will. I think he will go before then. You and I both do. We have him going eleven to Cincinnati. They need a wide receiver though, and they need some help for Case Keenum. Who's their best wide receiver right now? Josh Dotson. I mean, he hasn't done much at all. Still alive, or was he? he was alive with San Francisco. I don't know if he retired or where he's at now. So I have them taking DK Metcalf from Ole Miss. It, and it very well could be his teammate AJ Brown here in this position. It did. If it's not DK Metcalf, it would be AJ Brown. Like what did Metcalf do in college? He looks like a great god. But what did he actually do in college? Oh, um, uh, he's probably better than Treadwell. Is he better than Treadwell? That's the that's the main thing. That's the litmus test. Oh, uh, it'd be hard not to be. <laughs> um, like, I I don't think this guy's gonna be any good. Doesn't have I a great a uh, arsenal of routes that he can run. Well, it doesn't appear this guy is, is all that great as a, as a player. Like, what did he do? I, I don't know. I, I'm looking at his weaknesses. Drops too many passes. Well, that's not good. Had two season-ending surgeries. That's not good. His breaks and routes aren't very good. Well, fuck, that's that's all there is to be a receiver, running routes and catching the ball. If you can't do any of those, you're going to suck. <laughs> that's, so that's a fact. That's, that's a large part of it. 
So I am, uh, I maybe dropped him a little bit, but yeah, let's see what this old joker did. Anyway, had like 550 yards last year, five touchdowns, had missed some time. Well, you know, I don't know. This is one of those guys that it's like, yeah, it looks great, but is he going to do anything? I mean, I'm taking Daniel Jones. I think he's going to be a terrible player. Date, Grins, respect, like, respect. What did you call him? Uh, for, for, for one last time, I'll call him by his actual name. Oh, okay. I'll call him Dave Jones. I saw a good tweet a couple weeks ago. One draft guy said, don't talk about his heights or his coach. Why, why do people like Dave Jones? Uh, Cutcliffe. And he's. Oh, he said, don't talk about his coach. Don't no. talk out about how he is. Uh, well, if it's not the Cutcliffe connection, then like the obviously then to the Mannings. Um, well, that's the coach thing. That's, right. That's, that's, yeah. Now I got nothing for you. Because I heard at the end of last year, like he was going to be one of these dudes that nobody had ever heard of that are gonna. That's going to be a first round pick. Like what? He's, he's not any good. Right. He didn't do anything. He was like, what? Where would you rank him among ACC quarterbacks? Ooh. In the middle? Um. No, I might put him closer to the top. I mean, uh, he's not better than Ridley. The, the, the kid from North Carolina State. Or Finley. Is it Finley? Ridley? One of the... T- um, not better than Clemson. No, oh, no, absolutely not. He's not better than Trevor Lawrence. No one's better than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, you love him. Yes, yes. Uh, tank for He's Trevor, lose for Lawrence. Bryant. Right. Uh, was he better than DeAndre I, Francois? Uh, arguably, yes. I mean, I, I would say he's probably no worse than the fourth best quarterback in the ACC. Can I? Can I hear? Here's something. His 10 best games by passer rating, okay? Okay. North Carolina Central. Solid. That's a solid team from the MEAC. You respect the MEAC. Yeah, you know how I feel about that. Army. (laughs) No one's goddamn option. Army. Yep. Northwestern. Temple. Notre Dame. Notre Dame that went 4-8 a couple years ago. But went to the college football playoff game this last year. Yeah, well, this was three years ago, in 2016. Oh, okay. And they won, they won four games. Uh, Pittsburgh, NC Central again, Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech. So, he played his best against the bad teams. Again, this is a guy that's like, why? Like, why? Yeah. He's tall. He's very tall, and his coach coached Pete Manning 25 years ago. Neither of these things do I care about. Neither of things do I think are relevant. I don't care who picks them. It's, it's a waste of time to, to... I have no idea. We're, people are wasting their time if they think this guy's going to be worth shit. The great thing about her is I could be completely wrong. Yep. We'll see. We'll see in about four or five years what happens. We'll know in four or five years whether this guy is good or not. Just like with Josh Allen. That's right. And one year of Josh Allen not very good, we'll see. But Dan, uh, Dave Jones, go to hell, I say, Dave, go to hell. Uh, so, uh, where do we have that? Uh, you have that at 15. That was Washington here. 16, Carolina. They need to keep 
Uh, Cam Newton healthy. Cam Newton! And we have him uh, taking... We both have him taking Jonah Williams' offensive tackle from Alabama. Yeah, taking that a block. Interesting that our 15 picks 15 and 17 are the same. We just switched around at uh, 17. The the Giants, I have them taking Daniel Jones from Duke because of the Eli Manning, David Cutcliffe relationship, Peyton Manning. Uh, So they get their quarterback at 17, the guy they want, because uh, no no African-American quarterback has ever started a game for the Giants. Is that correct? I believe that's the stat. Um, so go with the white quarterback there. Keep that tradition alive and, um, you know, way to be progressive giants. And then, uh, you have them taking DK Metcalf. So that's, uh, just a flip of scripts between two NFC East teams. I'm changing this here. I think. Okay. I think it makes sense to get rid of the receiver. They pick a receiver, but there's, a, there's always one guy I, I seem to forget. You know, um, some guy always flips through the cracks. Going to be a first round pick. I guess that guy would be Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. Yep. So I will switch that and say Devin Bush gets picked here. Okay. He'll be a first round pick. I think the Giants, if they don't go quarterback, I think they go defense with both of them. So, and this is what, this is a pick from Cleveland? Yep. Okay, so, yeah, I'll go Devin Bush linebacker, I guess. Okay. Since um, he probably won't fall this far. All right, fair enough. Then at 18, the Vikings. Come on, Vikings, let's do something here. I have them taking... If he falls this far, they should race... It's not even a matter of... Just just calling the pick right away. Andre Dillard, offensive tackle from Washington State. I don't think he's going to fall this far... Or he's going to make it this far to him. If not, then take Garrett Bradbury from North Carolina State. But he's there on my board, on my draft. So I'm going to have them taking Andre Dillard. I like the Kansas State guy. Dalton Risner? 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 I like him because the guys are pro football focused and he's the best. So maybe this is probably a little too high for him. But what do we have? We have what? The Florida guy going to Jacksonville. Yep. I have the Washington State guy going to Miami. Yep. Uh, I, I think he's the guy, Dillard, the Washington State guy. He's just He's played a long time. He's got like a couple thousand reps in play, so he's done well. Got the Williams guy from Alabama. So the Vikings here, you know, third, fourth offensive lineman. They, they need one. They need one. They need a good one. They need somebody to be good. You're the only thing separating this team from what doing something serious to the guys that can block. I don't give a shit who they pick. Just have it be good. You got the Washington State guy. You got the Kansas State guy. The Alabama guys there, fine. Cody Ford from Oklahoma, I had him there. Yep. Uh, Barrett, NC, whatever. You, you, there's four guys here they can pick. Don't give a shit who they pick. Pick any of them. Pick all of them. Pick any of them. I got the Kansas State guy. So, uh, Shot and Kirk's got him taking Devin Bush. I would really like them to pick an offensive lineman here because we need a starter. We got to start. Can, can I interest you in a tight end? No, no tight ends. No. Oh, okay. I don't want any of these Iowa guys, no tight ends. 
Nope. Defensive line, I, got, I need an offensive lineman. You want to get, you know, all these guys through this in the second round. If Hawkinson were there, that would be fantastic. He's not going to be there. No offense got a decent chance of being there. But I mean, this this is like a no-brainer, though. Maybe they get a guy in the second round, but goddamn, they need... There's no use in, in talking about the Vikings and, and doing good and well and winning playoff games unless they can block. You can, you can pay whatever quarterback however much you want. I'm fine with Cousins. Well, unless you're block for him. It doesn't matter. Well, what about a cornerback? Because Xavier Rhodes was taken in the first round. Trey Wayne's in the first round. Mike Hughes in the first round last year. Mackenzie Alexander in the second round in 2016. They have some issues at the, the cornerback position. They don't know about... I, it, I would hope not. I would hope not. I want them to go offensive linemen. Uh, like I say, either Bradbury or Dillard. Those are my guys. If you're know, if you, you you're selling me on this Risner, I'm okay with that. As well, um, so Spielman's wife told him. This is a quote. Spielman's wife told him, "If you pick a quarterback, don't come home. They're not picking a quarterback. They're just not. This is not. There's no cornerbacks here worth worth a damn." I mean, with this offensive line, he didn't do anything with this line yet. I'm reading, I'm reading the article on Pro Football Talk right now about his wife yeah. saying that. That's very funny. I like that. Josh Klein, that does nothing for me. That's a waste. Ryan O'Neal, good. Pat Elf line, stay healthy, good. Those are two guys. He was two the worst-rated center in the game last year. Who? Pat Elfline. Worst. Hey, what? He was the worst-rated center. I think I, that's because he was coming back from injury. Yeah, be, be healthy this year. His rookie year was good. Right, his rookie year was good. Yep, yep, he was very good. So, he missed some games. He came back. And I'll give give them the benefit of the doubt. And they're going to move Riley Reef in at guard, I think. So that's that's good. good. So because he fucks the tackle. <laughs> it's Josh Klein does nothing for me. I don't think he's any good. So they've got yeah. They they need they need some guys. They do. I, I see a defensive line. Again, fine with who they've got now. But maybe they could use some depth. I wouldn't spend a high pick on any. Defensive lineman, Hunter and Griffin, A defensive tackle they could use. Maybe a defensive end if they trade Everson Griffin, which is a possibility. We'll keep it. Linville Joseph's great. Yes. Yes, he is. Weatherly, seventh round pick has been fine. I want to see this Tayshawn Bauer. I think he's very good. Sure. And they've got some dudes. So, defensive, I mean, it's the offensive line. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, there's no reason why this team can't win the Super Bowl if their offensive line is just average. Running game was hit or miss last year because of that. Like tight ends, they, they draft so many goddamn tight ends and, and they never do anything with the tight end. They, they, I, I swear to God, they draft two tight ends every draft and nothing ever happens to them. Right. Like uh, enough, enough with the goddamn tight end. Well, that's because they aren't taking the tight ends early. They're taking all the, like, the Central Michigan guy last year. Well, it's David Morgan, who's fine. They got Tyler Conklin, whatever. Yeah. We don't need fucking five tight ends. This is Garden Hire having three catches. We don't need four (laughs) fucking tight ends on the roster here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I saw Kyle Rudolph. He's 30 years old, and he says, I'm entering the prime of my career. Jesus Christ. That's that's probably a lie. 
And like, this is your last year with the Vikings. Like, you've had a good career. Maybe been a bit of a disappointment. Maybe haven't reached. He probably hasn't been as good as we probably thought he was going to be. He's been good. He's been, been fuck months. Months have gone by where it's like, oh, he's on the team. He fuck out. <laughs> right. He doesn't do anything. All right. So, offensive line, take one, take a couple of them. I'd, I'd spend the first two picks on dudes. Linebacker, you got Barr. I do want a yeah, running well, back I in this. I want to. I want them to take a running back in this group. Want to take a running back. I want a running back to back up uh, Dalvin. I want the one in yeah. one in the, the the running back depth between rounds two and five is very good. Take a running back. Sure. Take a running back. Yeah, Abdullah. Yeah. And you got Rock like, Thomas, who I believe Rock is smoking Thomas, pot, yeah. but uh, and then a Boone. He, Boone's good. I like Boone. Yeah, Boone's good. I mean, I got tons of running backs. I'm sure there's a, if I look at the list of running backs, I'm sure there's a dude ranked 10th that I really like that I'd be fine with. But, it, I mean, offensive line. <laughs> My first two picks would be offensive line. I fear that only their first pick will be. I fear that their second pick will be like defensive end. Or I, don't, I don't want them to reach, though. I want them to draft the best player available. Sure. But, yeah. So, that, it, it, sure. I mean, because it does us no, it, it does Vikings fans no good. It does the team no good to reach for an offensive lineman when there's a perfectly good cornerback right there or a linebacker or defensive lineman or tight end. Anyone a position, sure. if, if there's a, if there's a guy who's better on your board that could help at another position, don't draft an offensive lineman that's like 20 spots lower just because you know you need to get that. You can find someone in the third round if, if necessary. Or if, or trade back. Trade back if that's the case. Pick up another pick. Like Vikings didn't need to draft for any loss. Receiver was not a need area. But look what it did. They had two exceptional receivers. Randy Moss, he might be pretty good. So they drafted him when it was not a need. I, a quarterback, I would not even draft a guy. And they have so many guys. They have huh. like but, eight, eight but, guys. But Holton Hill is suspended for the first four games. Uh, right. Mike Hughes with the ACL. Uh, be back. There, there's, there's reason that they will draft a cornerback. They will draft at least one cornerback in in this week. I, that I can assure you of. Death taxes and the Vikings taking a cornerback in the draft. Trey Wayne's made steps, made improvements. Yep. Plus, you're going to need someone like to help with safety, safety help, safety depth. They need it. They don't. I think they need it. Like Anthony Harris is Anthony Harris is really good, but I think it helps to have someone to back up him and Harrison Smith. Anthony Harris is better than Dale. Yes. Yes. I mean, Smith is the best safety. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes didn't have a did not have a as good of a year as he usually has. No, nope. stay healthy. Kendy Alexander got better. So it, it seems like it takes these cornerbacks a couple of years to get going. They're disappointing and they don't play them I and they don't play early on. And, and Hughes, get going. Hughes would have been good if he didn't get injured. Yeah, Mike Hughes, I liked him. So and we'll see if they need a linebacker. But, uh, yeah, Vikings, pick, uh, pick the offensive lineman. Yep, absolutely. 19, then, at Tennessee. Uh, I have them going with the guy that I also wouldn't mind the Vikings getting. Uh, you want to protect Marcus Mariota? Uh, 
get someone to draft someone to protect him. Garrett Bradbury, center and the guard from North Carolina State. Brian Burns, uh, yes, Florida State, the end. He had the most pressures of any Power 5 defender last year with 69. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take him. He might be. At 20, then, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers probably going to finish third in the AFC North this year. I'm calling it right now. Apparently, Mike Tomlin really likes the guy with the best name in the draft. That'd be Rock Yassin from corner, uh, oh. a, a cornerback from Temple. I'll I'll do that. Let's reach across the other side of the state. I have the the Steelers going cornerback here, as do you, but you have a different corner. I have Greedy Williams. That might be the best name of the deal. That's true. Um, only a sophomore, but um, I'll, I'll take him. He allowed, apparently, he allowed 27 completions on 74 targets. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I'll, I'll give you a stat for each of these. Okay. Uh, then Seattle at 21 because they just got rid of Frank Clark assuming they stay in this position we both have them taking a defensive lineman from Clemson but it's not the same you have Dexter Lawrence going here I have Clellan Farrell so uh, we'll see what that if, if that pans out yeah, I've got Dexter Lawrence he's just a big bitch yep. is he the guy that missed the, uh, the missed the playoffs yes because of the PED yeah, he's good. Just a big son of a bitch. So, yeah, Seattle. Stanley gets rid of all their good guys. So, extra Lawrence Clemson. And I and then at twenty two to Baltimore, you probably need to get give Lamar Jackson some weapons because all their wide receivers are gone. Uh, so give him a speedster. Uh, we both have him taking Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. Even Trent Kirk has it. Even our mock draft or group mock draft has him. So, yeah, he's just a fast son of a gun. That seems like fucking the Ravens draft a receiver almost every year. Yeah. So, uh, good summer. So, boy, I will take a quick guy. As much as uh, Minnesota needs to draft an offensive lineman, perhaps no team needs to draft an offensive lineman more than the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson was sacked 61 times last year, Crins. 61. So, you need a tackle. What? Hey, if a tackle falls to you, by all means take him. I could see Houston trading up for, say, like an Andre Dillard. But uh, Cody Ford's falling to him. And I have the, we both have Cody Ford going to Houston here. Do you fear Houston may trade over Minnesota? Yes. They could trade over Carolina. I would. That would be my guess. I would say that they could trade up to uh, up to, to to fifteen with Washington. Yeah, Brown went forty forty. Only had one season as a starter. They only allowed seven pressures all year. So that was good. So yeah, and then yeah, Vikings and Houston seem to be the two teams that will pick one. Oakland with their second of three first round picks. Uh, I have, this is where I don't think he's necessarily the best running back in the draft, but a lot of people seem to really like Josh Jacobs. I could see Oakland, Indianapolis, or Philadelphia taking him here. Uh, and because Oakland has two picks, I don't necessarily think he's worthy of the 24th spot, maybe a few picks lower, but to beat the Eagles and Colts out on this race, I give Oakland Josh Jacobs. I'm taking the cornerback of Washington, Byron Murphy. He's probably the best cornerback in the draft. 
We'll see if he's any good. Oakland, Oakland's the Trump administration of NFL teams. They see somebody on TV and they just hire him. <laughs> they see they see Gruden, hire him. See Mike Mayock, hire him. He's never done this before, but yeah, he can figure it out. Hire him. He used to be a scout back in the day. And he's done the, like he's done the NFL draft stuff, the rankings and stuff for years. So, sure. I, I mean, that's got... a bit of a jump to be a scout and to, you know, to yeah. do the deal, but that, it's how... That'd be like Mel Kuyper. That'd be like Mel Kuyper jumping in and doing the Vikings draft. So, I mean, we'll see. And there's been the talks about them sending the scouts home and people freaked out about that. Yep. Apparently, I guess it's not out of the norm. It's not... It's happened before, but it's just, I don't know. Oakland does not seem to be very well run. No, no. As evident, well, they, but, they, no, they, you're right. They, they are not well run. They, the, the examples of coaches coming back from 10 years off are usually not good. Joe Gibbs came back, it wasn't great. Or it certainly was not as good as it was. It's very rare for a coach to come back after that much time off. Mm-hmm. And when you do, I mean, the league is very different. When you take 10 years off or even eight years off, it's completely different. Yep. So, first year of 10 years of Gruden was an F. Yes. Yes. But they have the new toy in Antonio Brown, so we'll see what that does for them. Uh, they should probably get a different quarterback, too. Good and yes, I mean they're they're in play for Dwayne Haskins at four. Um, yeah, Drew Locke. I mean they are. They they just are. Philadelphia at twenty five. Uh, I have them taking the guy that you just had Oakland taking, uh, Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. Also could see the Eagles going safety here. I got uh, Brad Berry, the center from NC State. I would be for you. Got him going to the Vikings. I would be fine with him going to the Vikings. Be a center, be a guard, whatever. So yeah, I would I would be good with the Kansas State guy. I would be good with the uh, with the North Carolina State guy. Indianapolis at twenty six uh, could give Andrew Luck another weapon on offense, a uh, wide receiver, or could go defense help out a little bit more. I have Greedy Williams falling to the Colts here at uh, pick twenty six. I have Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson. At 27, Oakland back for another pick. And this is where the fall for Montez Sweat drops or ends. Uh, he is uh, he's a very good talent. The heart thing is an issue. But uh, remind me, Krenz, did uh, the Raiders had someone who was a really good pass rusher, right? Last year that they traded? Oh, uh, uh, Chicago had a good linebacker that was good. Uh, so, uh, but Khalil Mack, he wasn't very good for Oakland, right? I mean. Well, he was, he was better than I thought he would be, and uh, he was like, they were like saying, he's the MVP of the league. Oh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a bad trade, and this is this pick, so. I think Montez, a, Montez Sweat yeah, is got such a good motor, he can rush the passer very well. I think the, the Raiders, if he happens to fall to them to 27, they'll take him. I got him taking Josh Jacobs. Like I, I would I would not do that. But they don't have any running backs. 
I would wait. I would. It'd be an Oakland thing to do. To the they were just so old. Where they had Marshawn Lynch. They got Jalen Richard. Like they just had a bunch of dudes. They need a running back. And is like this will probably be what the only guy taken in the first round if he's taken mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Uh, twenty-eight. Yeah. The cha- the L.A. Chargers go Chargers go. Uh, we both have them going defensive line. Uh, I have Dexter Lawrence from Clemson here. You have Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Worth noting that Jeffrey Simmons would probably be a top ten pick if he hadn't torn his ACL. And I would say yeah, he should be. Uh, he'll play next year. So I would say yeah, you can get a guy. I would say this is well worth the risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then 29, Seattle. Uh, they do need someone to perhaps, um, you know, fill in for Earl Thomas. Uh, you have Rock Yasin, the cornerback from Temple here. This is where I have the, because Seattle loves trading out. Denver is going to trade the 29th, or for the 29th pick and take Drew Locke from Missouri. Okay, yeah, we've got to take a cornerback, so. Yeah, could get to see maybe one of these teams. Maybe New England. Maybe you want to have a hot take. Maybe New England takes a quarterback. And they could. I, and I would say that quarterback would be Josh Rosen. Really? Yes. How about a draft? How about... Who they draft? I don't know if they're going to draft. I don't know who they will draft. They will, uh, will Greer maybe or yes, if they, I would love that. I would love it. I would love that very much. Uh, pick thirty. Uh, here it is, Chris. Your this is your guy. Yeah. Who's Green Bay taking? King Butler, receiver, Iowa State, six five two thirty, just a fucking stud. Just big son of a bitch. Just great. Him and Rodgers, fuck, if that would ever happen. I like Hakeem Butler a lot. Big, go down the field, just a monster. And see, I would like the Vikings to take David Montgomery, his uh, running back teammate, in, say, like the fourth round. Sure. That would be very, very good. I agree. I I love Hakeem Butler. He showed me a lot in that uh, that bowl game against Washington State. I think he's got a lot of talent, and that would be a big body for Aaron Rodgers to just throw it up. I have them taking Dalton Risner from uh, Kansas State, the you know supposedly the best offensive tackle in the draft, going to Pro Football Focus. Then at 31, the L.A. Rams. Uh, you have Greg Little, the offensive lineman from Ole Miss. Uh would not be a bad choice there. I have Jeffrey Simmons uh, from Mississippi State uh, going there, maybe taking the place of Indomitian Sioux. And then uh, 32, New England. Should they stay in that spot? We both have the same position, but different guys. I've got Fats, the other Iowa tight end. Fats, so yeah. Uh, Replace the tight end with another tight end. And... Uh, Bill Belichick is good friends with Nick Saban, right? Yes. Buddy, buddy, they, they love each other. So why not take a Crimson Tide, Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama? Irv. So there we go. Um, out of these mock drafts that we've just completed for the first round, how many do you expect to get right? <clears throat> I had my best draft ever last year. You did. You were very good. I had eight. That was uh, that was stellar. 
let's see uh, which uh, which which guys did you get right here? You got the first I made three the right. Switch. I made the late switch when it became apparent. Yep. Like the day before the draft. So that yep. helps. I got Quentin Nelson all, uh, Rokon Smith went to Chicago, Lamar Jackson went to Baltimore, and I got some couple guys later in the draft too, which were just luck. Mike Hughes, I was one off of Mike Hughes going to Vikings. So, yeah, I, I won't do that this year. Yeah, last year was that, last year was not good for me. I only got four right. I think everybody will get the first two right. Everybody's saying that Oliver to the Jets. I had Josh Allen, but I changed him out to Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. So if that will be three. Oakland, nobody knows. Everybody thinks it's Devin White's going to Tampa. And the Giants, everybody thinks, like defensive or lineman. Uh, I hope I get five right. Everybody thinks Denver's taking a quarterback and it's going to be the Missouri guy. So give me five and I'd be happy. I have a note from last year that I put that saying I can't remember the last time I've been more excited for a draft. There are going to be a hell of a lot of surprises. Um, I will say it this year again too. I think there are going to there's so much unknown. I think there's so there are so many different ways teams can go that I would be very surprised if I get more than uh, four right, five right, five uh, kind of like r- roughly in the same. Same ballpark as you. I do think that I do feel fairly decent though about it, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Um, let's see. Last year, I'm trying to f- no twenty seventeen. Did we do a no? Maybe we didn't do. This is the tenth year we've done a mock draft. Right. Uh, 2016 was that oh I missed Ezekiel Elliott by one but that was the year did, did I not call Ezekiel Elliott to the Cowboys I think that was the year normally oh yeah I mean because I should probably make the uh yeah, big one this year what's your big your big thing well the Raiders six quarterback uh, uh I think it in all honesty if if you want it here I will say I will, get, I will give you two. I will give you two quarterback locks here. I think Daniel Jones to the Giants and Drew Locke to to Denver. I think that those are those are the two quarterbacks that I think are most de- like outside of Kyler Murray. Those are the quarterbacks most destined to go um, in there. And I will say that at I will be I will be pissed if the Vikings take a fucking tight end. I will be pissed. I will if also. Take it that, that yeah. pick. I mean, that, it's not a bold pick that I'm saying that two quarterbacks are going to specific, no. but it's to specific teams. Um, sure. And I will say this uh, based on how our draft is, has gone, I'd say that there's going to be a significant run on. Uh, well, okay. Alabama has had the uh, most players drafted in the first round, or like in the NFL draft, much of the last, you know, five, ten years or so. Yes. I'm going to say that they don't have the most guys selected in the first round. Oklahoma's going to have. Oh, I would. 
I would say Mississippi State potentially has more. Alabama. Yeah. Well, this year I have a couple. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So I, I, Al- I have Alabama right now. We have uh, Quinton Williams, uh, Jonah Williams, and then Josh Jacobs for sure. Like those are the three guys. The fourth one could be Irv Smith Jr. I, I would say Mississippi State has a chance for three defensive guys taken in the first round. Ole Miss has a, a, a you know, you could see A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and uh, Greg Little uh, taken. So Alabama is not going to have the most guys drafted in the first round. Yes, yeah. I, you know what? That would be a guy I want the Vikings to get. At defensive tackle, provide a little, little depth there. Um, well, the other guy which maybe fell through the cracks. Yeah, nobody really sticks out. Uh, also, receiver for Massachusetts. Oh, um, yes. Uh, uh, Andy Isabella. Yes. Isabella. Yes. He's very good. A safety of Delaware. Uh, a series. Um, I, I have that one Adder. right here. It is a, 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 a Nasir Atari, Atarly, Adderley, Adderley. Excuse yeah. me. Well, there's a center from Mississippi State too. Some guy named Jenkins might be alright. So yeah, there's some guys. Oh, yeah. The other thing I will say is that I think the I think uh, we will see uh, Rashawn Gary and Montez Sweat fall because of injuries. Uh, DeAndre Baker, cornerback from Georgia. That's who I had with my last pick in the uh, group pick. So okay, G- Jerry Tillery, uh, lineman for Notre Dame. He's the guy. Yep. But I think we've named pretty much all the guys. So it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for it. I love this. Uh, I love the draft each and every year. Uh, Are you excited about this year's? Because I'm not. Are you? I. I am just because of the intrigue involved with all, like, where these guys are going. Am I excited from a Viking standpoint? No, this is this year I am not excited necessarily from the Viking standpoint than in previous years. But just overall, I love the NFL draft. Uh, just seeing how, te- like, just the reaction of it all, you know, like, the, the surprises. It, it it really is. It's, it's fascinating theater to watch before our very eyes. So I always love the the draft, and this year is no different. But from the Viking standpoint, I am less excited. Pick a year in the top ten, and we'll go through the top ten and see. Oh, yes. Pick a year in the last ten, whatever. A year that we know that we can look back and say. 2013. What year? 2013. 2013. That's exactly what I had popped up here. First pick was Eric Fisher for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's probably didn't work out very well. I hear this was this was not a good year for the draft. Luke Jokel went to the Jaguars. No. Well, yeah. we he's were, a Seahawk now. No. Deion Jordan. No. Nope. Lane Johnson, Paul Bowler with the Eagles. That worked. Yep. Ziggy Ansah, Lions. That worked. Yeah, I would say he maybe hasn't met the expectations, but he's overall, he's he, yeah, he's he's been good. He's better than the other two that we named. They're the first two for sure. 
Arcavius Mingo. Um, nope. The Browns. Jonathan Cooper, he was a guard, went to Arizona. Nope. Tavon Austin, he was garbage. Yep. D. Milner went to the Jets. He was a cornerback for Alabama. Oh, what do you, what do you, Chance Warmack was a guard for yeah. Alabama. Went to the went Titans, to, right? Yeah, this, this was a bad draft. This was... It seemed to be a bad draft. Yeah. This was not, this was not a good draft. Quarterbacks, are there any quarterbacks? Or were the quarterbacks? Five years ago. That wasn't... E.J. E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith. This this quarterback draft. I don't know if this is the worst ever. E.J. Manuel, Geno Smith, Mike Glennon, Matt Barkley, Ryan Nassig, Landry Jones. Ouch. Ouch. I don't even know who would be the best. Who say, the fuck would be the best out who, of those say, three? Say the names again. Geno e. Smith. E.J. Manuel. Yep, nope. Geno Smith, Mike Glennon. Ugh. Mike Glennon. I think would be the best. Wow. I would put, uh, honestly, I would put it in reverse order. Mike Glennon, Geno Smith, and uh, EJ Manuel in terms of who are best. Not a good. Best player in the draft ended up being, um, uh, what's his name? Running back for, uh, running back for Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Xavier Rhodes was pretty good. DeAndre Hopkins was pretty good. Yep. Oh, De- DeAndre Hopkins. That could be the best one, too. Tyron Matthews, good. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Was good. Keenan Allen, third round pick. You don't have to say was with some of these guys. They still are good. Yeah, Latavius Murray was a six round pick. He's done fine. Yep. Oh. Not, not, not a great draft. Not, right certainly there. not the top ten. And I always like running back, so I think you can you know, pick him late. You can get dudes. Hey, Kareem Hunt was a sixth-round pick, wasn't he? Uh, I mean, there's you're able to get guys. It's just a... You want, and, you want David Montgomery? Yep. Uh, what, about, what about Bryce Walsh? You're Bryce Walsh. I hear there are some issues with him coming into the draft. Like Knees, I think. Knees. Oh, knees. Bryce Love, so uh, Holyfield's kid. Elijah Holyfield. What about him? Uh, he is not tested well, uh, no. so I would so, probably say no to him. Miles Gaskins running back. Benny here's okay. I finally found somebody I give a shit about. Kentucky. They got a guy oh, named Snell. Benny. Snell. Yes, yes, yes. That would be. I, also, I would take I him. I also saw him. Goddamn, piss me off, Kentucky. I also saw him in this Penn State Citrus Bowl game, and he. Uh, did well there, so give me give me Benny Snell Jr. Mm-hmm. from Kentucky. How about that? Give, give me that guy. That's what I want. I'm all for it. I am all for it. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to get in. This is one of the best podcasts that we do, and uh, it's so good. And uh, we also, uh, coming up next year, too, uh, going to talk to Jeff Lloyd from the Lockdown Browns podcast to get his mock draft. So, three mock drafts on this podcast, Crins. That's okay. very good. Very good stuff. Are the Vikings ever going to take a quarterback? Eventually. Again, tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence. Buffalo's got a, a tall dude, 6'7". 
If you want to take a tall dude because he's tall, take the guy from Buffalo. Josh Allen? No, the, the, the guy, but he's a black guy. Oh, 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 okay. I, I thought we were... Okay, yep. Yes. He's very good. Take Taron Christian, too. I think Taron... I think... Taron's going to find a way to be a backup in this league. Yeah, Nick Fitzgerald with Mississippi State. He's more of a runner. I, yeah, I think he's trying out at tight end, too, is he not? Yeah, Trace... I have no idea. Yeah, Trace McSorley. Probably won't get drafted. Your guy, Easton Sticks. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. What about, uh, what about the mustache from Washington State? Oh, Garrett Minshew. Garrett Minshew. God dang it, yes. Hopefully Gardner, Gardner, Garrett. not Garrett. Gardner Garrett. Minshew. Also, uh, Jake Browning, who's the terrible quarterback of Washington. Hopefully he doesn't get anybody. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't. I mean, he's terrible. Like, he was supposed to be like this fucking dude, and he was bad. Hey, Terry, was Terry Christian better than Jake Browning? Yeah. Aaron Christian's better than than Dave Jones. <laughs> and so it begins. So it begins. Screw you, Dave. Screw <laughs> you, Dave. Anything else, Grins, before we say so long? I'll catch the first round and we'll see what happens. All right. Very good. We'll talk about it next and week. Then, and we'll talk. Of course, if you want 10,000 words on a twin game from yesterday, just go to Boots' Facebook page where you wore a twin's hat. Oh, you wore an Astros hat and a twin shirt. Great thing. (laughs) We'll talk plenty of baseball next week, I promise, with you. Go baseball. Very good. Thank you, Krenz. All right, we'll see you later. Travis Krenz joining us here, Sports Block Podcast again. This is a, this is the second best podcast that we do, only to the the March Madness podcast. Uh, NFL draft starts 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central Time on ESPN, ABC, NFL Network. Uh, you can listen to this podcast. You can find it available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at ND Stacken. Facebook, Nathan Stacken. We have a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. It'll be on certainly before Thursday. But we aren't done yet. Uh-uh. No, no. The, normally, this is like, oh, this is it. You know, Travis and Nathan do their mock draft, and that's done. No, we have Jeff Lloyd the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Very popular podcast. And the Browns, very popular team for nationally televised games next year. He loves the draft. He's going to have a mock draft for us. We'll see how many picks we have similar. That's all coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Again, now on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, again, love doing this podcast, uh, the the NFL draft one with, with Travis, and uh, hope you enjoy it too. And now uh, just sit back and marvel because uh, we got Jeff Lloyd coming on, and he's great. More draft more mock drafts nfl draft is this week very excited here you're listening to the sports block podcast we continue here on the sports block podcast and one of the busiest men this week jeff floyd the second from the lockdown browns podcast kind enough to join me here and uh, jeff uh, as I greeted you earlier, Merry Christmas! This is you and Mel Kiper, and I, I'm sure many others view this as like your Christmas of the year, right? Oh, there's no doubt about it, and that was even the thing because I just you know as I've gotten more brown centric with my work over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and like normally nothing hits me until like you know Monday of draft week, and I was like, oh well, maybe it'll be different this year. You know, the Browns, you know, no first round pick, 
and your know, last day and a half. I'm literally because uh, my wife, uh, you know, she works in the school system. You know, obviously with my kids, everybody's on spring break, so everybody's everywhere. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm like, I'm basically managing the day by the minute. And whatever you do, y'all better just leave me alone by about six o'clock on Thursday because we're planning to do about you know three to four shows Thursday covering the draft, and obviously we want to go live towards the end. So if the Browns do you know trade back into it, we'll be there and we will have the live reaction. It's gonna be a fun week though, but there's no, there's just nothing like it. It's you know it, it, it it's it, every sporty you know, there's only certain sporty events where they basically there's a one year lead up to it, and you know the NFL draft obviously is one of those. There's a one year lead up to it. There's only one 2019 NFL draft. Yep. And we're about to kick it off here in about 48 hours. Absolutely. And you mentioned it, that Cleveland doesn't have a first-round pick this year. They don't have the first overall pick. How has that, uh, that changed the way you approach the draft for your podcast specifically? Honestly, it hasn't really changed much. If anything, it, it's, at least, you know, it's probably given me advantage against my competitors because, look, anybody can talk about first-round guys. I mean, everybody knows those names. We've always gone, you know, 200, 250 names deep on guys that we like. So when the Browns, you know, traded away the first-round pick and part of the deal you acquire Odell Beckham Jr., that really only aided me because, you know, you know everybody else just tried to keep it Brown-specific. But, you know, other than you, you can't talk about Odell every single day as great as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, people want to talk about the draft. And it, it brought, obviously, a lot of listeners to me because, you know, other shows weren't capable of talking about second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round prospects. But, I mean, we've always done this, and we've always gone, you know, 200, 250 players deep. So now it's, you know, we'll, Thursday night, we'll get to the culmination of our efforts. Yep, absolutely. And it, it will be interesting to see. Uh, when you do your mock drafts, do you factor in trades, or do you just go straight one through 32? I don't, I, like, for a mock draft, like, I, I don't really like to factor in trades um, just because, I mean, well, first things first, it's a pain in the butt. Right. I think it's more of, you know, player scheme and, and, and first things first, like, when you do these, what are you looking for? You want to try and get as many correct names in the first round as you possibly can. Yep. You want to try to get as many player marriage to teams as you can get right. And I, I've never really wavered from that on the, on the trade theory. And, you know, I believe it was, I don't believe, it wasn't last year, I believe it was the year before. I ended up nailing 13 players to the teams that eventually drafted them. So, you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty good success, so I'll stick with that. Absolutely. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Well, I, I've i changed a little bit in how I did it. I actually factored in one trade and one trade only, and we'll get to that here momentarily. But, I mean, let's start out with number one then. We'll do a, uh, take a look at your mock draft and. Uh, it seems like everyone has uh, Kyler Murray, number one, uh, overall to Arizona, the quarterback from Oklahoma. There is some belief out there, or maybe some speculation, that it could be Keenan Williams, maybe Nick Bosa, but I mean, maybe that's just to drive the interest in the draft. Do you, Who do you have number one? Um, when we spoke last week, uh, do I have a little less confidence in Kyler Murray going one overall this now than maybe I did a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you could ask me tomorrow, and maybe that confidence, you know, maybe all that confidence will be all right back. Uh, I still think it's going to be Kyler Murray. Um, what they're trying to look, they're in a, a tough situation because they, it got out that they wanted to take Kyler Murray, and Josh Rosen is still in their building. So any thought they had on getting some decent return for Josh Rosen, I mean, it's escaping with every second. 
Because well, if you're taking a quarterback, well, I'm not going to meet your price. You're going to meet my price. Yep. Um, I, Kyler Murray's going to go there. Uh, obviously, this is the, the whole what they're doing. New, obviously, new coach yet again, and you're going to pair Kyler Murray, and you're going to try to recharge the fan base. Is it the best thing for the organization? No. The best thing for the organization would be to trade away, number one, because you have nothing on that roster anywhere, and you need a bunch of players. But this is the way they're going to do it, and it, it, it'll be fun. You know, look, Kyler Murray's fun, and I do worry a little bit because I think he's in a tough spot because a lot's going to be put on this young man. Only 14 starts in college football. A lot's going to be put on Kyler Murray, and also the fact that there's not much talent around him. But you know, Cardinals are—they are. This is this is the route they're going to go. Uh, whether it pans out, uh, you know, we can revisit this in a year and a half to two seasons. Uh, hopefully it does because uh, you know <laughs> because look I just like good football mm-hmm. and you don't like to see franchises stay bad forever but this is the route they're going and they're definitely going by the uh, basically by the, you know flying by the seat of their pants so to speak and again if we we're thinking that if it's any other coach other than Cliff Kingsbury they take a Nick Bosa or a Keenan Williams right they would or you get the heck out of number one right because there's a lot of great defensive line prospects and you recoup two to three more picks and you try to get a roster out of this. All right, so they have. Uh, so we're in agreement there at number one. How about then number two overall, San Francisco? Uh, I, I, you know, this is Nick Bosa. I, I do believe there's you know some clamoring. It could be some other guys, but I think him going and kind of scrubbing out his social media um, really told the tale. And because I, I think the the Niners probably said to him, "Look, can you get that out mm-hmm. before you get here in one of the most." you know, diverse cities in the entire United States and San Francisco, you know, whether it's sexual orientation, whether it is political, um, you know, look, some of those people, it, they're going to come out anyway. Now, hey, you know, screenshots last forever. We all know how that works. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Nick Post is going to go there, and he's a fantastic player. He'll be close to his brother. I'm not sure yet if he's better than his brother. I'm not sure that Nick Post is the best defensive player in this draft. Uh, I like Nick Bosa. I'm not in love with him. I think there's some guys defensively who are a little bit better than him. But, uh, you know, he's got the reputation. He's got the NFL pedigree between his dad and his brother. And, you know, we would have loved to at least gotten those last half season out of him so we could have really put a true grade on him with enough film. But, you know, Nick Bosa is just, he's a great, great prospect. You just hope that he will come in and be the prospect that he is mm-hmm. and he will continue to graduate. As you mentioned, I think it's it's more the, the social media aspect of it uh, that really could drive things away from him in San Francisco being as diverse a city as it is. But we're in agreement there. Number three then, the Jets, your Jets. Uh, I mean, this is where I think things really could start to get a little tricky here. We've been hearing uh, that they really love Ed Oliver. Whether or not that's a bit of a smoke screen, um, who, do you, who do you like the Jets taking here at three? I think the Jets are going to do everything in their power to get in the get out of Dodge, Dodge here. Yep. <laughs> they do not want to be at three. They do not want to be at three whatsoever. I think there is a lot of things that meet the uh, you meet what they need if they can get out of three. Obviously, you know we have spoken this before, Nathan. You traded up for Sam Darnold, so now you got your quarterback, but you're still drafting at three. So what would be your next thing? Trade out to get as many great pieces around Sam Darnold as we possibly can. Um, the way I figured it, though, and, and it is legit, um, they really, really are enamored with Ed Oliver. Um, Ed Oliver would be the guy, if they if they have to stay at three, um, do they maybe not get the return they want trading out of three? Mm-hmm. I think they would even settle for a less of a return to get out of three. 
But for the intents and purposes here, yes, Ed Oliver would be the number three overall selection. Um, and when you have interior defensive players, whether it's Ed Oliver, whether it's Quinton Williams and Jeffrey Simmons, obviously, if these guys can get off the ball and get past their man as quick as they can, they are two strides closer to the quarterback and the running back than any edge player is. When they are the elite of the elite on the interior, it, it, it just it, it just vaults them like it has for Oliver and it has for Quentin Williams and it would have for Jeffrey Simmons if it wasn't for the name. Right, absolutely. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see where Simmons goes. I have him projected as a late uh, first-round pick here. And I, I did go with Josh Allen. Just I think he's maybe more – like, Ed Oliver's great. Um you know where where is the need now? It, you know that would give the the Jets a great defensive tackle tandem. That'd be very scary for defensive coordinators to have to try and prepare for. Um, uh, but I have Josh Allen there. But we'll see what happens. Ed Oliver certainly climbing the ranks. And then uh, how about four and the Raiders? Uh, the Raiders, uh, you just he, 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 enough is enough here. Uh, Quinn Williams is the best player in this draft. He didn't go one. He didn't go two. He didn't go three. Um, I think this is going to be the Mike Mayock influence. And I know somehow, some way, John Gruden with three first-round picks is probably saying, Mike, I want a quarterback. I'd love to have a, another quarterback. With it. And where this is where Mike's going to come in and say, this is the best player in the draft, and he's still available at four. We're not going to screw around anymore. We're going to hit the ground running. Quinn Williams will go number four overall to the Oakland Raiders and give that at least the defense some respectability as they continue to put pieces in place on the offense. Well, just remember, John Gruden said to Mike Mayock, don't screw it up. I don't know. I mean, it'd be hard to screw up getting the number. The con- Really, this is a pretty large consensus that Keenan Williams is the uh, the number one overall pick in this draft, right? No, number oh, one overall it- player. Well, while Nick Bosa was out injured, Quinn and Williams just continued to send as a player. And I think what sealed it, and you know, Ed Oliver is fantastic, but when Quinn and Williams went out there at his size and was blazing a low 4-8-40, it was like, uh, all right, uh, the arguments are over. It's done. This is the top player in this draft. He destroyed everybody in front of him, and he didn't play in the AAC. He played in the SEC and took on every comer there was. Um, he played LSU. It made it be- The LSU game for him, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody, somebody own a team more than he did in that game. Mm-hmm. He was in the back. He was in the backfield more than the than the LSU quarterback. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, and uh, once again, another stellar offensive performance by LSU, if I recall, in that yes. game. Uh, number five, then uh, Tampa Bay. This is for me. This would be another candidate for a, 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 a trade. Where if Tampa Bay can get out of five, they probably should. They are, you know, they need a lot. But apparently they're enamored with Devin White. Uh, Devin White, in my opinion, is not the best Devin in this draft. He's not the best linebacker in this class. I would rather have Devin Bush. They love him. They, they're, you know, they, they watch Quan Alexander leave for a whole boatload of money. But Devin White is the guy they want. And unless anything changes or somebody wows them to get out of five, Devin White's going to go number five overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number six in the Giants, the first of two first-round picks for uh, for the Giants here quarterback or you got him going somewhere else we'll get to a quarterback um i don't know if the recent you know the, the shoulder thing where Rashawn gary is going to change things the giants i first thing nathan i have no idea what the rhyme or reason is with anything they are doing but Rashawn <laughs> gary out of michigan uh 
Now, this will give them him. This will give them Jabril Peppers. They're going with a little bit of local flavor on defense. They seem to love him, um, even though the production isn't there, even though he was on a really good Michigan defense, and it's not like he saw double teams. But I think they like the defensive – I think they like the D-line versatility he brings. He can play inside. He can play outside. You can do a lot of things with him. Uh, it seems they really like Rashawn Gary, where some other teams are maybe fading on him. But, you know, Dave Gettleman, these old school types, when they fall in love with a player, they never fall out of love with a player. And it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, the, the injury with the, the shoulder to Rashawn Gary. Uh, you have the heart issue with Montez Sweat, uh, the defensive end from Mississippi State. How, you know, some teams are taking them off the board. How much of an, how much of an impact do you think the shoulder injury has, uh, on Gary, obviously you have the the Giants picking him at six, but is this enough for teams to take him off of their board at least in the in the first round? I mean, are we going to see him slide potentially a ways? Um, for me, he would. Um, and it's not even so much the shoulder; it's for me, it's the player. I mean, it's great that you know. I mean, everybody wants to you know, like if you're positive on Rashawn Gary, it's oh well, he can do a little bit of everything in the defensive line. He can play him here, can play him here. And for me, it's well, show me one one spot where you really got great production out of them. So that's my issue with it is I, I didn't, I never saw it. It's great that, you know, it's, it's an old, it's an old adage, obviously, but it, you know, if you're going to claim he's a, a jack of all trades, I'm going to come back at you with, but he's a master of none. Mm-hmm. So you don't take a master of none at six, but this is the New York Times we're speaking of. <laughs> Seven in Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville can go several different ways. Uh, who do you have them taking? Um, they certainly could go several, several different ways. Um, I think they need to get back, and you see this now with Jalen Ramsey, and you see with Telvin Smith. What Jacksonville needs to do is get back to being able to play good defensive football. That covered up a lot of the warts and a lot of the mistakes that their offense would make. Uh, Nick Foles, hopefully, is going to you know cut down on some of those mistakes. So you know you need to get back to what was your bread and butter, which is your defense. Go get Brian Burns. You know, go get a kid, obviously, out of your backyard. Just turned 21 years old today. He and uh, we have talked about this before, and now here he is going before Josh Allen. Josh Allen's 23 years old, and Brian Burns just turned 21. So if Brian Burns maybe is not yet on Josh Allen's level as far as where his body is, he's quicker, he's faster, he probably is this, the equal pass rusher. So I'm going to take Brian Burns here, and I am going to get back to what Jacksonville did well in 17 and got them to an AFC Championship game that they should have won. Get after the quarterback, get in the backfield, wreak havoc, and make it a lot easier on your offense where you know drives that lead to three points are good drives. Uh, I mean, I have... I certainly get that that pick and you know getting the defense back up there. I have Jawan Taylor from Florida, the offensive tackle there. I was also contemplating maybe uh, T.J. Hawkinson from Iowa. I mean Nick Foles, who was his favorite target last year, arguably Zach Ertz. Um, so uh, could you see them going tight end or offensive line here? I could see them go yeah, either one of those. But uh, part of my thinking though is is this is a pretty good tight end class, mm-hmm. and so you can still. You know, get Nick Foles a tight end. Um, there's you know, there's a bunch of guys that can be had later. Um, it's not that you can't address it. I, I just think they, I think they need to get back to what was their recipe for success. And the recipe for success was you know basically beating the daylights out of people on defense. Mm-hmm. And if you've got an upset Jalen Ramsey and you've got an upset Telvin Smith, 
maybe something to balance it all out would be another mm-hmm. seminal. Absolutely. <laughs> Very good. Uh, let's see here. Now we got eight and the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is where I'm going to put. This is where Josh Allen's free fall is going to end. Um, I, and I think part of it with Josh Allen is, I think part of Josh Allen's issue is that he's safe. And it it, it it sucks to say that, mm-hmm. but you know these, these things do happen. Um, he is a good linebacker. He is a really really good pass rusher. Detroit's got interior guys. Obviously, they got Snacks Harrison last year. They can play the interior. Obviously, Ansa, uh, you know, the last couple of years was not the player he was. No longer with them. Still a guy looking for work. Um, so you know, I will go ahead and I will bring in Josh Allen here. And you've got that nice interior player. You need to start getting after the quarterback a little bit more in that division. Josh Allen, it ends here. He goes from the Kentucky Blue to the Hawaii Blue and the Detroit Lions. And, you know, Josh Allen making his way in Detroit. I don't like that at all, but I understand that there. I mean, the Vikings have enough offensive line issues. We don't need to deal with another good defensive end there in the black and blue division. Well, that's, the, well, that's their own problem. I know. That, that is. Hopefully that gets addressed here in the draft. Number nine, then, Buffalo. Uh we going to get any uh, help for the other Josh Allen on the offensive side of the ball, or where do you see the Bills going? Well, yes, uh, they are going to get some help for Josh Allen. You're going to go with, in my opinion, the best offensive tackle in this draft, in Andre Dillard. Uh, he will go to Buffalo. He will go to the left side. He will protect Josh Allen. Um, obviously, you know they brought in TJ Yeldon this week. They've got some running backs. They've got some wide receivers. Um, and the question now is going to be, you know, can Josh Allen – continue with his development um so there'll be more more excuses for josh allen i hope there's no more gimmicky where he's running the ball 10 to 15 times a game let the kid develop and find out whether or not you've got your guy i mean you had the stones to make this move for josh allen now put him in a position where he can succeed and the excuses are going to drop here a little bit you get a guy like andre dillard and you can solidify that offensive line 10 in denver is this where the second quarterback comes off the board I'm not moving from this because I don't see John. John Elway is he's just he's one of those old typical. This is what I saw. I'm not moving. This, I, I'm still saying Drew Lock. Whether it happens at ten and maybe Denver moves out a little bit, I still think they're going to end up with Drew Lock. I, I don't think John Elway changes. And, and Joe, first things first, Joe Flacco shouldn't change anything you're doing. Um, if he's in love with Drew Lock, uh, you know this gives it buys him some time to get him right, get him ready. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to put Drew Locke here to Denver at 10. About 11. And that, you know what, that's what I think a lot of people have had. And then you're kind of seeing like maybe, uh, maybe go on the defensive side of the ball with Vic Fangio. I mean, you mentioned the other Devin that you really love. Devin Bush, linebacker from Michigan would still be available there. Is that a possibility for Denver if they were to choose to go that route and then maybe jump back into the first round to get Drew Locke? It could be a possibility, um, but, you know, my boy, Devin Bush, uh, you know, I talked with his father a ton. Um, I guess we'll just skip to 11. This yep. is where Devin Bush will go. All right. Devin Bush, I, do not, I don't like this one. I don't have to deal with Devin Bush twi- twice a year. Um, but everything about it, and the thing with Devin Bush is, you know, everybody, Devin White, always oh, the better player. He's the better athlete. For me, it was, I'm not sure Devin White's the better player. And then we went to the Combine. And Devin Bush pretty much ran as fast. Devin Bush jumped better. Devin Bush was a little faster in the three cone. So now, for me, it was kind of like, you know, the old Seinfeld gift where he's got the cigar in his mouth. Hey, 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 hey. For me, it was, well, wait a minute. If Devin White was supposed to be the superior athlete, 
you know, that was what made him the better player. I thought Devin Bush was the better player, and now Devin Bush is actually the better athlete too. So, you know, Devin Bush going to 11 to Cincinnati, um, everybody just destroyed their linebackers last year. The quarterbacks and their play action, they just had fun. They were staring this guy dead in the eyes. There was nothing anybody could do about it. They were just a deplorable, a disgustingly bad unit. Go get Devin Bush, who plays every play like it's the last play he's ever going to play. Go get a guy like that, and at least you're going to start turning your defense around. You're still going to be a year or two away. You probably should take a quarterback, but they're the Bengals, and they think Andy Dalton is better than the other 31 teams in the league do. But Devin Bush will go 11 overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's funny you mentioned the quarterback there because I'd have Dwayne Haskins going. Uh, That's what they should do. Okay. I just don't believe the Bengals are smart enough to do the right thing. But is I mean, could this be different because they have Zach Taylor, uh, you know, the disciple of Sean McVay on that staff? Is this, Could there be a changing of the guard in their approach? I pray. I pray <laughs> there is. For that, for, that, for that franchise, for that fan base, that's what you do if you bring in this guy and you what you think he's this offensive future genius. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. Will they? I just Cincinnati is too stubborn, too old school, yep. and they never seem to get things right anymore. So no, I don't believe it. Well, I mean, either way, Devin Bush or Dwayne Haskins wouldn't be bad there. Uh, and then I fear I know where you're going at twelve uh, with Green Bay, but uh, uh, prove me wrong. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong with where. Uh, with what you have the Packers picking. I'm assuming you don't want to hear anything about an Iowa tight end going I, here. I, I, yes, yes, that would be preferable. Um, yes, well, TJ Hawkinson is going to go out to Green Bay. Yep. He's going to make the short trip. Um, excellent blocker. Ridiculously good for a redshirt sophomore, which is where he'll get his start. There's still plenty he needs to learn as a receiving tight end. Um, as long as Aaron Rodgers is you know, not undermining coaches and having him run the correct routes, he should develop their fine behind, you know, a couple of guys in front of him, and then year two will just absolutely just work out very well. T.J. Hawkinson, and this is—I I wouldn't say this is too low. This is too high. This is just about right. If he was able to run a little bit faster, he's probably a top ten player. But this is, you know, this is the spot for T.J. Hawkinson, and they can ease him in, and he gets to get eased in with a really good offensive mind, and he gets to get, you know, as a head coach, he gets to get eased in with obviously, you know. I'd say probably the best quarterback currently in the game. That's fair. It's it's the right pick. It's the right pick. I just hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, Thirteen in Miami. Miami needs a lot of help. Uh, where do you have Miami going? This I'm not sure how much this is going to change, um, but this is where I will put Montez Sweat. Um, they're tanking. Obviously, the Dolphins. They they really have no ambition for this season. They would love to draft even higher next year. But, you know, Montez Sweat will come in, and I don't think he's going to do enough to disrupt the tank. He can play well as a rookie. Obviously, the pass rushing skills are there. He'll be in Miami. Obviously, you know, you know a bunch of great doctors there will be able to help him monitor his situation. Um, he's – I don't even want to get in with it. I mean, you just talk about the combine. You talk about the senior bowl. He had he had the, probably one of the best draft cycles of anybody in this class, other than the fact that he ended up with a little bit of a hard issue. So this is where we're at with that. But, you know, 13, he'll go to Miami. They're going to get a, a ridiculous athlete. They're going to get a ridiculous pass rusher. And they get a really, really good player here. And it should not 
affect the fact that they still only have the goal of hopefully winning one, two, three games next season. And he's going to sweat in the heat and humidity of Miami in South Beach. So that's a great, great player for that spot there. Uh, and, the guy, and for all he's been through, I mean, hey, yeah. reward the kid with going to South Beach for, you know, for the next five, six years. <laughs> Absolutely. I think then if... If Miami were to go that route, Atlanta's going to be very happy that one of the uh, best defensive tackles remaining, if not the best defensive tackles remaining, uh, Christian Wilkins, is that the name here at 14 for Atlanta? Nathan, you know me too well. We've been doing these shows for too many years now. Yes, Christian Wilkins will go here. Um, I think with Christian, look, I mean, you get a very, very smart young man. You get a very, very athletic guy. Um, You can kick him out if you need to, or you just want to mix up looks. Um, you know, Rasheed, you know, they brought back Rasheed Hageman. Oh, that's fantastic. That's not going to change anything. Um, but you need to get, if you were the Falcons, you need to get tougher in the middle of your defense. Teams just laughed at them. I mean, they almost play like a West Coast team. Uh, they need to get tougher and they need to be able to, you know, basically, you know, knock some running backs around, knock some quarterbacks around. Christian Wilkins, Christian Wilkins will go 14 here to the Atlanta Falcons. Washington up next, a uh, bit of a, Precarious or pre, uh, predicament, uh, I suppose. Do you go quarterback? Because the quarterback uh, situation there is a little uncertain, but you did just trade for Case Keenum. They need a wide receiver, or do you have them going somewhere else? What do you have Washington doing? Uh, this will end Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Dwayne Haskins will go here. Look, uh, Alex Smith, nobody knows who ever going to play in the NFL again. Colt McCoy just had another surgery. Um, it's great that you brought in Case Keenum, and he's a guy. Um, you know, his. I don't think you'll ever see what happened. Obviously, with the Minnesota Vikings, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Nope. I think it would, you just had a, a a guy who hit a hot streak with a bunch of good players around him. Um, but you go ahead, you get your future. Uh, you have you're in no rush to start Dwayne Haskins right away. So if you end up fading out early, which I think they will, because I know Philly's better than him. I know Dallas is better than him. I don't think the Giants are, but I, you know, I think. You get to a point where maybe you're out of it by week nine, week ten. You can start to slowly ease in Dwayne Haskins, make his life easier. Um, you know, but look, I mean, Haskins has roots in New Jersey. He's got roots in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you put him down there in a place like that. You know, it, you know, the fan base will be charged. Obviously, they know him. So you know, it, it, it's a good spot for Dwayne Haskins, and you know, this will give you you know him time for him to get his feet wet, and then he can start to you know acquire and you know acquire talent around him to help him where he's, you know, hopefully eventually headed to as a really, really good quarterback in this league. And as you said, he's he got Maryland roots, so that would be a, a hometown player, so to speak, and one that, you know, but then again, it is Dan Snyder, so he probably will screw the pick up at some point here. But uh, the Carolina, is this a pick where they need to protect Cam Newton a little bit? It, it 100% is, and this is where Juwan Taylor from Florida will go. Um as much as Cam Newton is his own worst enemy with the amount of running he does and the fact he won't slide, he takes too many hits, you've got to keep him protected. So, uh, you know, go ahead, get some more help. And Juwan Taylor here, a great story. I mean, a kid who's, you know, uh, had to lose, you know, 60 pounds to get the college scholarship that he wanted and then showed up at the NFL Combine below 310 pounds. Just, you know, a, a great, great story. And uh, Jawan Taylor, and he'll go off to Carolina, and you know I, this is what you got to do. I mean, they have, obviously the world is invested in the camp. You've got players around him. You just got to keep protected because you know it, it's really hard when your quarterback makes that much money to have another quarterback of significance on your roster. So they have to keep Cam standing tall and upright. 
Absolutely. The Giants then up next with the second of their two first-round picks. Are they going to go quarterback here? There's a quarterback that seems tailor-made for them here, or do they go somewhere else? Oh, no, and this will be this will be the good one. This will be the laughing one. This will be the fun one. Uh, Daniel Jones, I, I have the you know, top 75 player. The New York Giants are in love with him. Uh, there's no escaping it. Uh, he is going to somehow end up with this with the New York Giants. Uh, the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to go in the first round, and he's going to go to the New York Giants if there's somehow they maneuver, you know, the draft slot, whatever. But uh, Daniel Jones will be a New York Giant. There is no way around that. And is it because of the you know the David Cutcliffe, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning uh, relationship? What 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 has made Daniel Jones skyrocket up so many boards? I mean, I think even like Gil Brandt has him as like a like one of the top quarterbacks in his draft or like a like a top 10 top 15 player what is it about daniel jones that has made teams love him so much here in recent weeks i, I think it's i think it's a matter of all of those things and it's it's just that you know they feel that it, they're comfortable you know comfortable um the work ethic will be similar the, the, the giants have gone so much into the the manning serum if you want to use that word they want to go ahead and replicate that. I don't think Daniel's the player that Eli was. I don't think it's even close. Um, there's, you know, even like there's games where you watch and it's, you know, 20, 25 reps. And you're like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. There's nothing wrong here. But there's always about five to six plays a game where you're like, well, you can't throw that there. How did you take this sack? But, you know, they, you know, the Giants and, you know, with, with guys who have not, with a front office that does not embrace. Uh, you know all the advanced analytics and everything at their disposal. You continue to make decisions based on the way you've always done things, and it's it's what's become the downfall of what the New York Giants were. They just don't understand it, and which leads you to things of moving on from a player like Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. They just they, they they just seem to can't they just can't seem to get out of their way right now. And Landon Collins the owner, too. The, exactly, the ownership is old. Everything is old. Like they just. They don't want to embrace that anything's changed in this game. It, it, it's really, really mind-boggling. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've they're they've made head-scratching decisions all across the board here this off-season. So that's like they didn't they they just they didn't even they did nothing with Landon Collins. Yeah, tagged him nothing. They, all right, go to Washington. Good luck. I mean, that was about it. That's essentially what they did with him. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's baffling. But that uh, you know, Dave Gettleman you know, just gonna. Do whatever he says, I guess. Uh, good, good luck to him. There's a reason why Steve Smith's not a big fan of him, if I recall correctly. No. Uh, Minnesota at 18 here. I, I just tell me that they're gonna. I, I would take a tight end here. Noah Fant. I mean, that's that's certainly a possibility. I, I'd welcome that. But offensive line, you gotta address that here, right? Garrett Bradbury, North yeah, Carolina State. There we go. You're getting a player now. Obviously, you know he's yeah, he's 23 years old, but that's fine. Because he's coming in and starting right away. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, you know, showed up. He was a tight end in North Carolina State. And once he got to the training table, once he got to the weight room, all of a sudden he had an offensive lineman. Um, still moves very well to be an interior offensive lineman, which you love. Great player, uh, heart and soul of that offensive line. It's just he's plug and play. He's a great player. Uh, and it's what Minnesota needs. Look, I mean, yes. if everybody wants to say, look, the problem for Kirk Cousins was the offensive line, whether you believe that or you don't believe it, 
you need to protect that investment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of money on the outside with Thielen, a lot of money on the outside with Diggs. You got Dalvin Cook. You're still hoping you got you know can get one more good year out of Rudolph, even if you bring in another tight end. You got to invest in that offensive line. The defense is too good to not you know fill in what you need on the offensive line. I love the pick, and I hope you are dead right with that because yeah, Garrett would be a great addition to the offensive line. Tennessee at 19. What do we have the Titans doing? The hosts of the NFL draft this year. Yeah, and this may not be sexy enough for the crowd there, but uh, Chris Lindstrom, and he's just a mean son of a gun uh, guard out of Boston College. Um, but it goes along with the theme. Obviously, the two tackles they have, obviously they lost the guard, um, still heavy on the run. They're going to be heavy on the run because I don't know how much faith you can have in you know uh, the quarterback situation in Tennessee. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota, I, 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 I'm not going to call him a bust, but between the injuries and maybe that caused him development, you know, Marcus Mariota has never been the player we all kind of thought maybe he could be if everything worked out right for him. Uh, so it's going to be very Derrick Henry, you know, focused. Uh, run the ball will be their key to success. So in order to do that, you better get a solid offensive line. And Lindstrom out of Boston College will bring you that. 20 in the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of, uh, I don't know, turmoil, but a lot of uh... – Exiting from their, their star players here this offseason. Uh, what do they do at pick 20? Uh, Cleveland Farrell out of Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I, was, I thought he was a better athlete than he was. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. I think he was once a top 10 player, but the athleticism hurt him. But Cleveland Farrell is a really good player. Um, Bud Dupree never really worked out. They're going to need, they need pass rush. Uh, if you're going to compete and hopefully take down Cleveland, you're going to have to find a way to stop Baker Mayfield. They're going to need more pass rush. Cleveland Farrell would be the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20. 21 then. Uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they normally don't like to pick in their spot, but assuming they do stay there, where do we see Seattle going? Uh, this is where Jonah Williams will finally get uh, a selection. Uh, the thing with Jonah Williams is he can come in and he can play left tackle for them. Uh, eventually, if they want to move him inside, they can do that. Um, uh, it's like a 50-50 split on whether or not Jonah Williams is an interior player or an outside player. So you're going to put him at left tackle to start uh, and try to build up the rest of the team. Um, and obviously some players are going to have to move. Frank Clark moved, obviously, as Russell Wilson just got paid a king's ransom. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to find a way to go a little bit cheaper at some premium positions. And Jonah Williams will allow, to do that, allow them to do that at the left tackle spot. 22 in Baltimore. Uh you know, they had a lot of turnover in the offseason. Several defensive uh, staples like Terrell Suggs left. Eric Weddle's now no longer there. Uh, but they do need weapons for Lamar Jackson. So where do we see Baltimore going? Um, I'm going to go with Eric McCoy here at Texas A&M. Um, look, the Mark Ingram pick, uh, I don't believe that Mark Ingram free agent signing. I, I'm not sure they're going to stray too far away from what we saw the offensive-wise with Lamar Jackson last year as much as I hate it for Lamar Jackson. Um, also, I don't know. It, it's tough to figure the receivers that will fit Baltimore. Maybe a Hollywood Brown. Uh, you know, you're not looking for precise, precision route runners here because a lot of their you know, the, 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 the pass attempts are going to come through play action. So you're going to look. I mean, maybe so. Maybe that's where a Marquise Brown would come in because it would be play action, you know, run deep. We've got four tight ends. We've got backs we can catch. I think the offense is not going to get very colorful. I don't think they're ready to do that with Lamar Jackson yet, which they probably need to do 
And even if they took a step back to take a step forward in 2020, I just don't think they're going to do that. Solidify that offensive line, get one more guy in there at Eric McCoy, and see if you can try to pound out another 9-7 and seven season like you did last year. Uh, the Houston Texans, I don't know if you know this, I'm sure you do, but uh, Deshaun Watson was sacked 61 times last year. That's a lot. They probably need to do something to protect him. Does the run on offensive linemen continue? It does, uh, and Houston would be one if you had to you know, tell me you know, one team is going to trade up. The Houston Texans better trade up. Um, everything is invested in Deshaun Watson. Already, already has blown out ACL in both knees. Um, some of this is Deshaun Watson's fault because he will not just throw the ball away. Sometimes he will wait too long to try to make something happen. Cody Ford out of uh, uh, Oklahoma come in here. He'll probably play right tackle for them. But you got to do something. Obviously, you know, they brought in, you know, they signed a left tackle. I'm not sure if that's the greatest signing in the world, as you may know, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you, you've got to do something. You've got to get better names, better players here. And look, you have enough of a defense that got you to the playoffs last year. But it's the same old story. You know, they get to the playoffs, they don't have enough offense, or they don't have enough, you know, offensive line. And it's always a quick entry and a quick exit. You got to do something for uh, sustainability into that playoff. So Cody Ford out of Oklahoma here. But I'll be honest, I, I think Houston is a tough spot in this, in this division. It is now the Colts division. I don't care how it worked out last year. Right. Uh, but Houston's got to do a lot if they want to make the playoffs in 2019. Uh, you know what? I, I agree with you right on there. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine uh, Khalil's going to do much there. But uh, that being said, then 24, Oakland, the second of three first-round picks. Is this where the first running back goes off the board, perhaps? A lot of people seem to like Josh Jacobs in and around this area. Is this where he goes? Um, I'm actually going to go with no offense here. Um, okay. If you're the Raiders, you just want, and with three first-round picks, you just want to sit back and acquire really, really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's listening to this, go Google the Raiders roster and look at their tight ends. And if you know two of them, you know one more than I do. They do not have a tight end uh, with a ilk on that roster. Go get Noah Fant. And the thing is, is he can kind of run like a wide receiver. So you can use him in any way you want. Uh, obviously, with John Gruden, he should be able to find a way to get this guy manufactured, manufactured touches. Eric Ebron, when you started to use him all over the place last year with Indianapolis, showed a great, great return of an investment. Um, what they did in free agency, go get Noah Fant. Just bring in players. They are, there's a really, really void of talent. Go get good guys. Noah Fant to Oakland at 24. What, do we have any knowing, like, do we know why they got rid of, like, just, just let Jared Cook walk? I mean, that that seems unfathomable given how well he and uh, and uh, Carr connected last year. Uh, I think we could probably ask that question about everything Oakland's been currently doing. <laughs> Why did Oakland do this? Why did Oakland do that? Uh, I don't know, but hopefully John Gruden, I mean, hopefully Mike Mayak will be here to tell John it's not a fantasy team and let's let this thing, you know, kind of mature and, you know, for over you know a year or so at least. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Philadelphia at 25. What are, what are we putting the Eagles at? Uh, I'm a little local for them here. Out of Delaware, Nasir Adderley. Um, they need to continue... With the secondary, um, the pro- and look, you know, part of it was last year. Everybody, oh well, you know, injuries, injuries, injuries. Well, a lot of these guys they're talking about who missed time last year and, and cost them. It, these guys have been known to be injured players, 
So, you know, that makes it tough. So, you know, go with strength and numbers. Nasir Adderley, great range at the safety position. Can play corner if you needed him to. Uh, just, you know, you're a winning team. You've got, what do you do if you're a winning team? You know, how, how do you protect games late with good secondary play? I'm not the biggest Nasir Adderley guy. I know the Eagles are. Uh, so, but it's just a smart, safe selection. Uh, a lot of rumors are that Hollywood Brown goes here. Not that I don't dislike it, but I mean, if you brought back Deshaun Jackson, what are you exactly going to do with Hollywood Brown? Mm-hmm. You basically have two of the same there. But, uh, you know, just go, go safe. And, you know, if you're Philly and you're looking around at the division, you know, are, are, you know do you think you're still top dog? Mm-hmm. You, you should be if you get 16 games out of Carson Wentz. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a safety going at all in the first round. And it was very tough for me to leave a safety out. There's just so many different ways that these teams can go. Um, but I, I I agree. I think Philadelphia is a great chance for the safety. You know, Indianapolis, maybe Oakland, Seattle too. I mean, Earl, you know, Earl Thomas is gone. They need to replace him there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be very curious to see how the safety uh, class ends up in the first round. Uh, maybe we'll see a run on them early on in the second round. That's what I'm, I'm guessing. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Indianapolis at 26. What do we have the Colts doing? Um, I'm going to go ahead and look. Uh, they they had they still have a lot of draft picks. Um, they added Justin Houston, which was huge. I'm going to bank on Kamoko Ture making the next step in year two as a pass rusher. I'm going to give the gift to an offense here. I'm going to give them AJ Brown. He can kind of play that big slot. Uh, you know, obviously out of Old Miss. Uh, Severely underrated, in my opinion, he's the best of the three old the old Miss wide receivers coming out here. Um, with the production, it stands out. He can play outside. He can play inside. Uh, he's got yak ability. He's got run after catch. He will break tackles. It's weird with him. I think I think a lot of teams are high on him, and it's usually with guys like him where you don't hear a lot on a player. You kind of get the feeling that everybody's kind of universally high on him and like nobody kind of wants to tip their hand that they are and I feel that way with Brown and he can slide into Indianapolis and just give them yet another weapon uh, you know for Andrew Luck who uh, as long as everything is good with him health wise this team is just you know continuing to climb in the AFC power rankings. How much more do you like AJ Brown than say DK Metcalf? Uh, the problem I have with T.K. Metcalf is I don't know what other routes he can run besides the ones that are 15 and 20 yards down the field. Um, everybody tried to you know hype up the, the the couple of routes he ran in his pro day, and I just sink a guy. I see a guy who's slow in sinking his hips. I see a guy who's slow in exploding out of cuts, and that tells me he's you know 10 yards. You know, remember the old Randy Moss routes, and but mm-hmm. Randy could run every route, but it was you know 10 yards and just stab with the left foot. And right down the you know, it would end up between the hash marks. I think that's really what DK Metcalf can bring you, and it's you know, I think he's more of a you know, a guy who can catch sixty passes for nine hundred fifty yards, as opposed to a guy who can catch ninety to ninety five passes for thirteen to fourteen hundred. I just think he's he's limited underneath, and I don't know if that's ever going to change with DK Metcalf. They're, they're both better than Laquan Treadwell, right? He DK Metcalf run might run into some, you know I think he'll be better than DK oh. and then obviously Laquan but I think he's going to run into some of the same issues yes all right uh, hopefully the Vikings don't go after another Ole Miss wide receiver uh, like Metcalf I don't think they will I think that's something that uh, 
has left a bad taste in their mouth, at least will for a few years. Oakland with the last of their three first-round picks. Where are the Raiders going at 27? I think you jump on Greedy Williams here. Um, Greedy Williams has been weird. Obviously, no official visits. Um, runs a 4-3. A lot of people question the tackling. For me, wide receiver. Oh, wide receivers. Oh, you know. Oh, well, does he block? That's something I don't concern about. Uh, does the quarterback tackle? If he's tackling the guy, he covers. That's all I care about, and that's what Greedy Williams does. Um, but he covers well. Uh, he's he's a really really good story, Greedy Williams. I mean, such a rough rough upbringing. Uh, you go pair him with Gary and Conley, and I think you've got yourself a nice duo. And it'll give you room to grow. Obviously, you still got pick thirty five coming here for Oakland. But you're pounding out premium position at the Oakland Raiders. You've now gotten Quinn and Williams. You've got Noah Fant to go into the tight end room, and he'll be the lead dog right off the bat. You bring in Greedy Williams here. You are starting to get playmakers at key positions. That is what Oakland needs to do. You're not going to get yourself probably to a playoff run. you still got Kansas City in front of you. you still got the Chargers in front of you. But you need to get yourselves out of the doldrums and get yourself more respectable. The way you do that is with depth everywhere so you're improving different positional groups and that's what they've done at this point uh speaking of the chargers chargers are at 28 what do we see the chargers doing i'll go to marcus lawrence here uh one of the problem they had was you know stopping the run at times uh you know need a little more juice up you know in, in the front of that d-line the secondary solid the linebackers are okay the secondary even played linebacker against baltimore in the playoff game uh, but go get yourself one more guy up front so now you can start letting guys take blows. Uh, you know, if you're the Chargers, it's you, you have no idea where the window is. You know, look, Phillip's not getting any younger. As much as he goes in there week in, week out, and you can do everything you can, but you know, could it go another one, two years? But you have to do everything you can to keep preserving, preserving that window to hopefully get Phillip Rivers that one chance at a Super Bowl somewhere. Uh, Seattle at 29, this is the pick they just acquired from the Kansas City Chiefs for uh, Frank Clark. So, uh, what do we, we had Jonah Williams at 21, do they find a defensive end to replace uh, Frank Clark at this spot? Or do we see them you know, maybe go in safety? Or where, where else could they possibly go? Well, Nathan, you're, bo- you're spoiling the surprise here. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Gardner-Johnson at the University of Florida. Um, I'm not saying you have an Earl Thomas-type player, but I am saying you have a guy who can do some things that Earl Thomas is capable of. Um, only 21 years old, so obviously you know there's, there's time to grow as a player. Um, but he can come up, he can play big nickel, so he can cover guys man, you know, in man, no problem whatsoever. Um, when he hits, he will separate a guy from the ball. Um, you still need a little work, you know, in man coverage on double moves. And look, you're going to say that about any 21 year old rookie. Um, you know, this zone cut, he's better in zone option than he is at man. Um, he does have great eyes. He reads everything in front of him. He's got solid range. He tackles well. Here's a guy that really progressed from his sophomore year to his junior season. Um, I'd love for a find a way to, for him to slip to 49. It's just not going to happen. But Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a solid, solid player and a great get here for Seattle. Green Bay with the second of their first-round picks. A lot of teams with multiple first-round picks this year. I don't remember a year where there's been so many teams that had multiple picks. But um, the Green Bay with the second of theirs, where is Green Bay going? Hollywood comes to Green Bay. 
Um, if you want to, and look, first things first, what you're trying to do with the Green Bay Packers is to get Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's not into it, but you want to get him bought back in. Devontae Adams is a fantastic player. You just got him TJ Hawkinson. Aaron Jones is a player they need to use more in the passing game. Uh, there's you know, young, big receivers in Scantling and uh, equating to St. Brown. How do you make life better and easier for everyone? You get somebody that can blow the living daylights off the top of the defense. Insert Hollywood Brown here. And there's just some times where you watch him and just running down the field, and it looks like a kid, like when you're seven or eight years old and everybody's playing tag in somebody's backyard. There's the one kid, ha, 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 I'm faster than you, I'm faster than you. And that is Hollywood Brown to a T. You can't cover him with one dude because nobody on defense is as fast as him. So if you've got to put some safety help to watch him, Aaron Rodgers is going to eat you alive. Damn. I don't know. It's just let the, the, let the Packers be bad for let a the, few years. But or, I get or it. The, or good. let the Eagles take them. Or let the Eagles take them. Okay. Make it yeah. look that much easier. <laughs> We still have to go against them and Carson Wentz. Either way, uh, it's a it's a good pick. Uh, and yes, give give Rodgers more weapons, and you know what, make teams outscore you. I think that's the best way to do things there in Green Bay. The Rams at thirty one. Uh, what are the Rams doing? Um, first things first. You look at the Rams. Um, is there anything they truly need? Uh, maybe if they had Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl, it would have helped them out a little bit. Maybe if Todd Gurley was supremely healthy, it would have. I don't care what anybody says. If you'd had Todd Gurley and he was healthy. Maybe that would have helped you out. Mm-hmm. The Rams right now just do smart things. And what do they really like? They like a devastating defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons just hanging out here, doing nothing. Take Jeffrey Simmons. A number one, because you can wait on him. Because if you're coming off the Super Bowl, you don't have to, uh, a ton to fill. Uh, and Dominican Sue still isn't signed. Right. The Rams can find a way to sneak him back to cover the void. Take Jeffrey Simmons, and good luck anybody in the NFC West when you're going to have to deal with Aaron Donald yep. and Jeffrey Simmons week in, week out. But that's a move, and if he's there, oh, my good God. Yep, nope, I completely agree with you there. And then finally, the New England Patriots, uh, you know, Gronk's gone. Do they go tight end here? Do they go another spot? Do they even Could they even trade this first-round pick to Arizona for Josh Rosen? That's very unlikely at this point, but what do we have the Patriots doing? Um, well, first things first, I'll say 85%. There's no way the Patriots take this pick because that's just the way the yep. Patriots work. Right. Uh, Byron Murphy out of Washington. Um, slipping here a little bit. The only really issue with Byron Murphy is he didn't run a great 40. Um, he's not ideal size, and that's okay. Um, but he's really smart. Uh, he knows how to cover. He's always with his man. And then you talk about the fact where, hey, you know, you're going to come into a situation where you got the McCourty twins who you can talk to day in, day out to improve yourself as a player. It's it, it's it, it's it would be the Bill Belichick selection. Hey, here's a really smart kid, a really good player. Um, we won't ask a bunch of him in year one as he navigates his way through and just progresses. Um, he's too good of a player not to be mentioned in the top 32. And you know, if they were forced to take the selection here, you go, you get a player like Byron Murphy, the guy who's going to contribute. So I see here no running backs, so no Josh Jacobs here, two wide receivers, two tight ends, and then a whole slew of defensive players, offensive linemen, and some quarterbacks here. If we were to talk on Friday, what do you think is going to be the biggest surprise we see Thursday night? The biggest surprise would be Thursday night? Yeah. Uh, I think what we just said here, DK Metcalf doesn't go. You don't see any running backs. 
I think you've just gotten to the point where you, I think we, you know, between the offensive line and the defensive line, when you're talking about guys who are six foot four, six foot five, 300 pounds, and can move like these guys move, that's going to overweigh your opinion on, you know, skill players. And look, I think, I still think it's a great wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. But I think the meat of the wide receiver class will be from round two to round five. Um, and, you know, like DK Metcalf, I give him that opinion there. I don't know how you take, you know, a guy who's got a big, big flaw. It, you know, it's, it's okay to be a, a slot receiver who's mm-hmm. got flaws in the NFL draft. A deep receiver who's got flaws. So that's the one that concerns you because, look, you know, if you only run the short stuff, you can still kill somebody and you can still ruin somebody's day. If you only excel at deep stuff, well, that's fine. I can cover around that. And then there are probably another at least half dozen, maybe ten, upwards of a dozen players that you that we could see go in the first round, right? Like that, that out of the names that we haven't mentioned, could you see any number of other guys get their names called Thursday night? Oh, sure. Cornerbacks: DeAndre Baker, uh, you know, Justin Lane, safety position: Juan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell Savage out of Maryland. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, and that's always what happens. I mean, you know, you know, Gunny, you're having, you know, put your life on the line to right. pick the top 32 players to go in the first round. Oh, good God, nobody in their right mind is going to do that because it's always different. Yeah, obviously, you know, with so many people involved and so many different opinions. Mm-hmm. And there's always, and that's what leads to all that activity that, you know, fires up right before, you know, round two gigs off on Friday night because you got so many teams who, either are looking for a bulk of players or some teams who sat out round one and saying, well, wow, we never thought this guy was going to be available. Right. It just seems like there are a lot of guys that could, that we could see potentially go, because there are so many different mock drafts out there that have some guys here and some guys, you know, not even mentioned in the, in the first round or early in the second round that I I just feel like this is a, a year where it's going to be very interesting. You're going to see a lot of guys that were maybe projected first round picks slide into the second round. And there's going to be a whole slew of action, I think, headed into Friday. Oh, there always is. There always is. Because, I mean, for the teams who didn't get a place at the table in round one, you know, now it's either, wow, okay, a lot of these guys went or they didn't. But even still, most people, when they do, you know, prospects, you know, it's like, all right, well, I see 20-something players with a first round grade. So that means, you know, then there's probably... 20 to 25 that it reviews with a second round grade. Not to mention, there's going to be some teams that say, wow, we have a guy, we, there's two guys still available going in round two that we had a first round grade on. So, you know, that's what leads to the crazy mass, you know, activity. And if, you know, you've got owners that say, well, if you could acquire a guy that you thought had a first round grade in the second, you didn't, then you better get him. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to go find people who will, you know, go get right. those guys. Absolutely. Yes, boy, it's a, it's going to be so much fun. What a fun weekend we have ahead of us. NFL Draft from Nashville. I know I'll be following along. Jeff, of course, will be following along. Uh, listen to Locked on Browns podcast. They'll have uh, lots of shows throughout the weekend. And, Jeff, I always appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully we can find some time next week to react to it all. But enjoy the weekend. It's going to be a fun one, I'm sure. Thanks a lot for joining me. Oh, you know that, Nathan. Always will make time for you, buddy. It's, I always enjoy this one. It's it's fun. As you do this for many years, you know, there's certain guys that you sat down with, and it feels like, Nathan, we've been doing this for almost like five years now, mm-hmm. so so many classes we'll be gone through. Yep. But anytime, buddy, you know that. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Enjoy the weekend. You too, buddy. Thank you. Jeff Lloyd from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Great stuff, as always. I, he is – I say this every time. He is the, the best. We – 
I've lucked out. I there's no other way about it. I've lucked out when it comes to to Jeff obviously making time for me and for this podcast, but just the knowledge, the the energy that he brings about it's great. Uh, so we'll see. I've marked down all the picks. Me, you have as well. You got my picks marked down. There is certainly a lot that's kind of changing. I think I'm going to switch officially. I have Josh Allen going three to the Jets. I'm going to move that. I'm going to move Ed Oliver in there. I'm going to slide that in there. I had Drew Locke at 10 and I took him out, but I still have Denver drafting him. I don't know what's going to go on, but Thursday night, what time? Uh, seven? Seven? Six? Damn it, when's the NFL draft? It, I mean, it's on ESPN. It's on ABC. Uh, it's on NFL Network. I mean, this... I mean, it's seven. Gotta be seven. I mean, this—it's just. I mean, it's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so much fun. You would think it didn't. I already mention it during the, the, the uh, the podcast or earlier in this in the show. Either way, fun, fun, fun. Uh, I can't wait. I, I, I really can't wait. It's going to be such a fun week. And it's going to be so interesting to see who goes where. As, as I was telling Jeff, I don't I don't mean to sound like, oh, no no shit, Nathan. You know, like there, Of course, there could be any number of players that could go in the first round. But there, there truly feels like there's like 40 players for these 32 spots. Or like 40 to 40, 42 names or something. It just, there seems like there are so many names that could be projected first round picks that... Uh, I, I, I mean I don't know it it it's great it I, yeah I, I I just don't know uh, what to expect and that's the beauty of the draft even if you think you know what's going on it's not 8 p.m. Eastern 7 Central Time on Thursday a ESPN ABC NFL Network uh, seven o'clock Eastern six o'clock on Friday for rounds two and three and then. I believe round four will get kicked off on 10 o'clock on Saturday. But that will do it for me for the NFL draft uh, preview extraordinaire. Travis Krenz and I did a draft. You just heard from Jeff. Great stuff as always. Again, Jeff, you can listen to Lockdown Browns podcast. It's great stuff there. You can find this podcast available on iTunes. Just search the sports block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken. Link to the podcast posted uh Certainly before the draft, we'll have uh, the mock draft in the in the blog, the the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com. We'll have that on Thursday. We'll have reaction on Friday. It's NFL Draft Week, folks. It, this is one of the best shows that we do all year, perhaps only second to the March Madness show. I mean, we, we do our two best podcasts in a span of a month. It's fantastic. So, for Travis, for Jeff, I'm Nathan Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hopefully you tune in next week. We'll have tons of draft reaction, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs going. We'll sneak some twins in baseball in there as well uh, to make Krenz happy. But uh, again, for Travis and Jeff, I'm Nathan. Enjoy the NFL draft, everyone. Arizona is officially on the clock. We'll talk to you next week here. This has been the Sports Block Podcast.